2: progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law
3: all right i want to ask you if we're getting ahead of ourselves there's a lot of excitement around here the big game is less than uh 10 days away or 10 days away i should say is it is it too realistic to you too unrealistic to use the two words super bowl when talking about the dream scenario for the texans a year from now Am, am i getting ahead of myself do i need to tap the brakes there's a lot of question marks about these teams they're going to be chasing. You feel good about the quarterback. You feel good about the coach. Uh, a good offseason could could put you in position. How they were they were a game away from getting to where they'd never been before. Is using the two words Super Bowl too much?
4: No. I, I, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, I'm already thinking that it's out there. It's. I mean, I wouldn't say, oh, they're going to the Super Bowl, but uh, there are crazier things that have happened from this point, right? Uh, or do you think you're ahead of yourself?
3: I I don't I mean I did like did anyone see the Bengals going like when they did? Like yeah. what like if you if you look at what the Bengals were and the fact that Joe Burrow was able to do what he did and get as close as he did in year 2 and then get back to the AFC Championship game after that like is it is it far-fetched to think that? I I would say I not not so. in this league. I don't think so. Not in this league. No, not at all. Cuz the Texans don't have to make the tough decisions yet. That's the thing like with the arrow pointing up there's no the, the biggest thing about the year-to-year league thing it's it's a warning sign to everyone because you take the actual numbers and you know this many teams over half the teams didn't make the playoffs last year but when you're talking about the arrow pointing up like the Texans like they they have, they have to make a tough decision on Jonathan Gernard. like the Chiefs have to figure out what they want to do with Chris Jones Travis Kelsey's creeping into his mid-30s the Ravens got damn near 25 impactful free agents Mm-hmm. On a squad. And these are veterans that we're talking about. Impact players. Impact players. Yeah. So, no, I don't think we're getting too far ahead of ourselves. I, I, I do think there's no guarantees that the best days are ahead. But I, but I do think that it is – I don't think you're getting too crazy to think that maybe a year from now where we're sitting here talking about some sort of miraculous
4: run by the Texans. No, and for no other reason than the obvious ones that we will be talking about and have talked about for a long time, that would be D'Amico and CJ. But the you get there with this offseason. I mean, you, you, we'll feel different than we do right now. Come July, at training camp, depending on the players that they they sign, uh, kind of like, are they bold Are they not going to be bold? Uh, are they going to, uh, you know, spend too spend not too much, but spend enough to to get impact players? Are they? What's their draft look like? Like, we're going to feel differently. But right now, as you enter the off with with the resources they have, the draft picks they have, hell no. I mean, year two, the Cincinnati
3: Bengals were in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, Joe Burrow, Mm -hmm. uh, he was injured his first year. But year two, the Cincinnati Bengals, they were in the ship. Mm -hmm. They were in the title game. And C.J. Stroud, like, is it too far-fetched to think that C.J. Stroud can make that type of leap? I think it's going to be on Casario. Tomorrow, I kind of want to get into this. I kind of think Nick Casario is comfortable right now. and, And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. But I think he's functioning at a level in which he's a lot more used to and that, no, you don't have Tom Brady, and, and and no, you're not you're not the New England Patriots where you're like trying to fill a piece or not, but you're closer to that than you are. Hey, it doesn't matter. Let's bring in David Coyle. Let's bring in Lovey Smith. Like this is the first time in Nick Casario's like he went two decades without having to partake in a coaching search in New England. He's done that three straight years now. This is the first year he doesn't have to do that. This is the first year that. He has a quarterback that he feels is the face of the franchise that can that can perform at that elite level like he did with Tom Brady. So, in in a crazy way, like Nick is kind of in his comfort zone right now. I'm not saying he's going to get comfortable, fat, happy, or anything like that. But that's where he's not, at. Yeah, wheelhouse
4: is what I use. I mean, this is where he thrives. Uh, he can sky- I mean, he's loving life right now in Mobile, Alabama walking around, looking at players, nothing in the back of his head about coordinators and coaches and, and all that stuff. Like, this is his strength. Uh, this is this is where he – it's not it's not being fat and happy by any stretch. In fact, it might even be more uh, – it might even be better because he's more focused on just this. Like, I have the ultimate confidence in, in Nick Casario. And like you said, we'll talk about it more tomorrow. For no other reason in than – In this
3: situation or just based on his past stuff? No,
4: no, in this situation – because there's no other the, – his his mind is singularly focused on building the team, and it hasn't been for three years. Like, he's been focused on head coaches and how he builds and signing players that can uh, maybe be cut later because he wants to add some others and and, and on draft picks and trades and all that and quarterbacks and, and, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now he knows, like, he's in the weeds. We use that term a lot. Don't get in the sticks too much. Don't get in the weeds too much. That's where Nick Casario loves it. He loves being in the sticks. He's back. Yeah, he loves being in the sticks. He loves being in the weeds and and scouting and uh angles and hips and all the stuff that scouts do. No, this is I think he's going to be better than ever when it comes to those things. He's got to be loving life right yes. now. Yes. He's got to be loving life. He right loves now. the sticks. He loves the sticks. He loves the weeds. Pause. <laughs> he Lord. loves the weeds. Goodness gracious. Not the weed,
3: the weeds. Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig with you here on Houston Sports Leader, Sports Radio 610. Big game 10 days away. Is is throwing out the two words Super Bowl, uh, getting too ahead of ourselves uh, when it comes to the Houston Texans? Yes or no? That's uh, that's the question of the day um, that we are asking. Nick Casario right now, by the way, he's at the Senior Bowl, so he's getting his, his work in.
4: And loving and life. And loving and life because that's the weed. You can't get more into him than that. Uh, with all those guys and uh, third round, fourth round cornerbacks and all that stuff, now this is this is this is where he's going to thrive. Man, I think he's going to be better than ever. I really do. You
3: sound pretty excited,
4: John. I am. I'm having a good day. Uh, I got to see my granddaughter yesterday. Finally. Yeah, <laughs> I, was Your at, arms hurt? Uh, I was there I was there. From what? So oh, you yeah. look a little swole, man. Yeah. <laughs> I
3: noticed some veins popping out of she, your arms. She's a chunk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Damn. Damn. Talk about an off-season workout. <laughs> <laughs> she's a chunk.
4: You know what's funny? Her face is all round, but yeah. she's actually really, like, her body's just a little thin thing. Yeah. It's just her face, but she looks like a chunk, <laughs> man. It's awesome. Yeah,
3: and she's obviously going to be the favorite, too. I don't. She's gonna be no, the favorite granddaughter. I don't think so. There's no doubt uh, with the favorite
5: son. Yeah, uh, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, you see that
3: picture? He was a lot more happy than the first. <laughs> no man. way. We're being. He loves the grandkids, but his favorite when the favorite kid has little, the baby, he about to push
5: little Natalie. Yeah, inside. No, the favorite. The favorite grandbaby has style. been born. Let's my, be honest. No,
4: my wife's favorite. My wife's <laughs> favorite expression with me and, and uh, the first one, Natalie, is, "You two, you two are the worst." Because it's like her and me, everything, and she always comes to me. She always wants me. Uh yeah no Natalie is uh Natalie is is awesome. Uh, by the way, speaking
3: of coaching searches, uh, we can close the chapter um, on
4: that page. Uh,
3: Dan Quinn's going to Washington. Yeah,
4: that was what we projected. So at- the
3: Cowboys lose their defensive coordinator Dan Quinn going to Washington. What took so long?
4: Um, I think everyone said I- no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I. I think everyone might have said no. Ben Johnson? Well we'll scratch that one. Yeah. What about Bobby's No, scratch that one. Yeah, Dan Quinn. <laughs> I like Dan Quinn. I but okay. Yeah. All right. He's in the division now. It's gonna be make make it for a fun. Yeah. A and I
3: saw Micah Parsons yesterday questioning the scheme. He must have known this was happening. He never said a damn thing about that. So Micah Parsons He talks a lot. Too much. He talks too much. Too much. He's gonna get himself in he's gonna get himself in trouble. Uh good for him. Mm-hmm. But it, I do find it funny how a lot of these uh lot of these guys, like these athletes, like uh like I think Desha- Deshaun's doing it now with uh his helicopter dad, uh de facto <laughs> dad, Quincy Avery, uh Micah Parsons is doing it. Like they they say that there's like all hot take click stuff. They're the
5: biggest click chasers that there is. Oh my goodness. Like it's like It's but, getting out of control, man.
3: Yeah, it's like like Tyreek Hill. Like they, they I, I have no problem with it. Look, like it you've never you've never really heard of Skip Bayless. I don't think you've heard his voice on this show. Like, it, like it's it's really rare. Stephen A, very, very, very every once in a while. It's more like a parody, but like it's it's hilarious because a lot of these athletes, like they, they Talk about like Draymond for 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 instance, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. he you started a podcast during the finals, yeah, and it was like man, he's just revolutionizing the game. Look at this. Well, he's, he's talking during the finals. Yeah, <laughs>
5: yes.
3: it's kind of died down a little bit mm-hmm. to now where it's. Did Tim like, Hardaway
5: works. do that? Yeah, it's Tim like, Hardaway but, was playing and reporting. Yeah, it's like,
1: it,
3: it, but like they they say that, and I'm I'm saying specifically Tyreek Hill. Um, Micah Parsons, uh, the helicopter dad of Deshaun Watson de facto, and him, they say it. Cam Newton, y'all are doing the same thing. Y'all just look y'all, at the clips. Y'all are actually more extreme than them. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, no. And y'all and you're
4: not even explaining yourself as as well as these guys do. Mm-hmm. No. Like, at all. What What do I always say uh, when these things come up? I'm like just. Ignore. Sometimes I play. Yeah. Sometimes I have fun. Uh, but I mean, but, and yeah. it's news. Like if you're yeah. going to talk about your teammates and coach,
3: it's news. But like, it's no. not like mm-hmm. that. <laughs> it's it's the same thing. I I don't know what what the benefit is. I guess it works. Like Tyree Kill should not be talking, brother. He had a divorce filed and acted like it was uh, acted like it didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are y'all arguing about? What is going on here? I think like it,
4: he said it didn't happen. Right? And then he said someone got fired because they did it? Yeah.
3: So someone just decided to randomly file for divorce?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: what is going on I right am, now? Yeah. They, they, the, the, the loudest ones are the ones that participate the most. Yeah, I'm yeah.
3: really confused Loudest critics, this. I should this say. This crazy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely um, insane. So the uh, coaching searches are done. Texans were not in this. Uh, Dan Quinn going to... Washington, good for them. I guess they needed to hire Bob Myers for that one. Uh, Good good (laughs) hire.
4: I've seen money wasted to bring other, bring a lot of people in and advise. All this time, I thought the 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 commander's job was going to be like big time, big hire, offensive mind, big you know high pick, all that stuff. Nah, it's just going to be Dan. What is that piece of paper you have right there? I I was going to read this. I'm (laughs) glad you mentioned that. What is this? So I saw. Actually, I saw it. I have have one. one? I ripped it up. What?
1: It
3: wasn't man, good. Yeah, yeah. I was I curious was what was on your. I was head. sitting next
5: to Landry yesterday. It wasn't good. He was ready to walk out. Man, they should chill out.
4: So, we, so we had uh, an all-company meeting, <laughs> and we're just talking about various things. But they gave us like, is this like a an AI?
3: It's an AI automated personality profile.
4: But it's exactly like Sean's, like almost verbatim. Well, y'all do have a lot of similarities. <laughs> <laughs> When meeting, we'll hoe out for anything. Yes, <laughs> no, I can do that. Say that. We'll hoe out for anything. <laughs> yeah. So tell me if these are true: uh, the do's and don'ts of meeting John. Do's: invite them for lunch or a drink slash coffee. Who wouldn't say like that's so stupid? Like who would like who who <laughs> would everybody that not work for? That's everybody. Like who would that not work for? Mm-hmm. Use phrases like "people will love" and "massive impact." Have an i don't know on me. i've never heard i've never had an impact on that, me. i don't
3: know what that is for you not
4: to hike my leg but uh, uh <laughs> i mean you can say that about everyone <laughs> be friendly and entertaining in your conversation all right that's, I'm everybody. Good with that. that's well, everybody that's everybody don'ts <laughs> that's like everybody <laughs> don'ts when meeting john avoid ifs and buts don't talk too much about the risks that's that's the total opposite that's the total opposite. You you are all
3: about the ifs and the yeah, buts. I I kind of yeah, am, aren't Yeah, I? that's the yeah, total opposite. That's wrong. Yeah. that's wrong.
4: That's <laughs> wrong. Don't be too formal. Focus on building comfort and trust. That's, that's true, everyone. But that's true. This is all everyone. <laughs> like this is literally everyone. <laughs> Don't be excessively objective. Be a storyteller. That's everyone. Yeah. Like that's everybody. I mean, so, what, what is this? So am I really talking to you or am I talking to an I, AI? I don't know.
3: Agent? I saw that and, mm-hmm. I, and I just, I, I, I was like, man, I don't want to say this
5: thing. <laughs> not a fan of the ai
3: no i'm, I'm a
5: fan look it, it can
3: duplicate voices it can do a lot of automated stuff and it can it can do i mean and i mean it's gonna it's gonna steal a lot of money like that let's just be honest i'll just be honest <laughs> ai is going to steal a lot of money because all the rich people who capitalize on stealing a lot of money are going to come into companies and they're going to make you think that it's more important than it is they played a fake dj yesterday Dude, it sounded like my. It sounded like me. I just made my. I just made a, a credit card payment uh, via phone. It was the same lady. It was, <laughs> Please let me know what you want to do. <laughs> like they're gonna steal a lot of money. It's like Y two K. How many? How Like how many people proactively wasted money on Y two K? It's not what like it's not what it, it's you think not. AI is quite too good. I mean it's <laughs> what it is, Like, because the rich people are gonna sit there and they're gonna take they're they're going to they're going to prey on folks that think they're that, that it's for a thing. It's a good resource at certain times. That profile
4: that profile is You're terrible. You're gonna love this one. That profile is terrible. You're gonna love this one. <laughs> a greeting example with John. What a game yesterday. Oh great. <laughs> I could do that. That's anybody that's anybody. <laughs> That's everybody, Hey, John. I, what
3: a game! Yesterday. That's the lady.
5: That's the lady that I rode up to for, to the 20th floor today. <laughs> that's somebody who won't even watch sports. It's mm-hmm. hilarious, man. Mm-hmm. Bitcoin.
3: Yeah, the big. The, <laughs> I, I, I guarantee. I guarantee that dude, big Bitcoin guy. <laughs> <laughs> Bitcoin, Y two K, all this type of stuff. Like, what's going to happen is there's going to be so much money stolen on this because a lot of the, like a lot of this stuff is that like oh you can ge- they generated Sean's voice and they did a generic sports segment.
4: All right, I was like, well, I mean, I'm going to put you both on the spot. some segments might sound like that, but I mean, no, I'm going to put you both on the spot. Okay, let's challenge AI. I'm not challenging. No, 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 just for fun. What is a do when meeting me?
3: A do when meeting you? I mean, it's the same do's as all that. Yeah.
4: What do you mean? Like, do's and don'ts when meeting me. uh, I I mean, just... Don't use bad grammar. (laughs) Because I'll roll my eyes.
3: (laughs) Don't use bad grammar. Mm -hmm. Uh, Talk about... Talk about... Fishing or cooking. The cook. weather. Fishing or yeah. cooking. Talk about the weather.
4: <laughs> weather. Fishing, cooking. Let him
3: brag about himself. Oh, God. I was going to say, say howdy. Yeah. Yeah. Say
4: howdy. Just say something cool
3: you did and let him one-up you every time. Oh, no, God.
5: He'll get you. Talk about your accomplishments.
3: Yeah. He's going to talk about yeah, his. It'll, it'll get up there. <laughs> yeah.
5: I just graduated high school. Oh, well, I graduated Texas A&M. <laughs> you, you should have
3: seen Sean at this meeting, man. Sean? Yeah, you should have seen Sean at this meeting. Why? Man. Well, I was
5: there for about an hour.
3: I, he is a—I love that Sean is like the guy that is so good at this stuff. He's like—he's like the representative of the station. I love it. Yeah, because I think he's a go-to radio. But man, that—that that dude can work a room. <laughs> he didn't need a chair. <laughs> he didn't need a chair. Maybe <laughs> some knee pads. Like, he did ha- not need oh, a chair. Wow. Like, yeah. What happened? Uh, I mean, he was just front and center. He's all in on this. Hmm. Yeah. Hey, let's kill radio. All right. Hey, guys.
4: <laughs> what's up? Yeah. Oh, Lord. Man. Yeah.
3: That personality profile. Be nice. <laughs> Shake his hand.
4: What a game yesterday. Why'd y'all get
3: me started on this? <laughs> it's funny. Coming up, John Lopez thinks there's some similarities. You're darn right. To where Casario is as compared to the last time the Texans were in this situation. Is he right or not? We'll discuss next.
6: Peggy, let's hit him big time.
0: Houston. All right, Lopez is about to
3: try to make a comparison. This is always dangerous, I will say. It's always dangerous, but we'll we'll, we'll figure out I where we're going that, here.
4: Uh, I don't appreciate Some, hey, Sometimes it's dangerous, Sean. <laughs> sometimes it's brilliant.
3: We've agreed that it's good times right now for the Texans, and we've agreed that much like Joe Burrow in year two, it wouldn't be the craziest thing for C.J. Stroud, with all these question marks of the elite teams, to be preparing for this big game a year from now. Now. It wouldn't be too crazy for the Texans to have been a disappointing team either. That's just the way the NFL goes. But when you have the important pieces that the Texans have, the important resources that the Texans have, and the roster looking the way the Texans do, the sky is the limit. Now, some would say that these are unfamiliar circumstances slash situations for the Houston Texans.
4: Not everyone would be saying that, though. This got me legitimately excited, and I think it will the loopholes as, well, uh, as well, as well uh, as uh, you and Figgy. So, so in 2010, Gary Kubiak was the head coach of the Houston Texans. You're kind of on to something here. Arian Foster burst onto the scene. He had 1600 and I think 15 yards rushing. Yep. Matt Schaub burst onto the scene. Forget yep. how it ended. In, in 2010, he burst onto the scene. Yeah. 4300 yards passing. Yeah, he did a good job. I mean you had one he of the He was a good player. He, he yeah, he had one of the top offenses. You had the head coach. Kubiak did not like what the defense was doing, but they were on to some. They Secondary won, was rough. So they hired one Wade Phillips. Yes, they, they, did. They, they They fired Frank Bush. Yes, they did. And they hired Wade Phillips uh Wade Phillips. So then they were in a position where they're like, We can get there from here. Now forget how it ended up because we know they didn't.
3: But they weren't as far along though as this squad. That I would that, say. that too. I also would say Matt Schaub's not C.J. Stroud.
4: That too. But they were on something. they were something. trying to
3: go somewhere they'd never been before, which yes. at that time was the playoffs.
4: And so they go into the 2011 draft.
3: So what we say, I always say this when I make comparisons so that we don't get the well-actually guy. Shout out to the well-actually loop uh, loopholes, though. Uh, we love you very much.
7: Ooh, well-actually guy. Would you
3: say this is similar, not proportional?
4: Similar, not proportional. A, a little bit of both, Okay, but mostly similar. You're right. So they're on to something. They need to shore up the defense, and they need finally Bob McNair finally decides we are in on free agency for the first time, really. Like he had never really spent a lot. He got Antonio uh, Smith, but uh, never really spent a lot of money on in free agency. He was going to spend money. That's what I'm advocating for here because they had money. Yeah. Hey, you got to sign Namdi Asomugha. Got to sign Namdi Asomugha. Yeah. Got to sign him. Yeah. Didn't do it. It's something better, but before we yeah. get there, you
3: would have wanted that though. I with don't your remember. Philosophy. I don't. remember. I feel like I would have done what Rick Smith did. I feel like that's your philosophy. See, you would have wanted to swing again. for the fences and go big. I would have went with Daniel Manning and uh, Jonathan. Oh, of course, Joseph. you would have. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's my philosophy. That's my philosophy. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you, you were. You, you would have brought in. You MP. were pounding the
4: table. You I got an idea. Let's go for Daniel Manning and uh, and uh Jonathan You know, it's actually Danielle. Uh, huh? You know, what's actually Danielle. Yeah, but he says Daniel. So oh, he says Danielle. He, he just accepted oh, he, he accept Daniel. Daniel I didn't even know that and he was here all these years I yeah. probably called him Daniel yeah probably um so no that, this, that, that no that is not my uh philosophy as we've re- reiterated multiple times and you keep twisting it around um I want them to spend more money not stupid money but let's take a step back because Wade Phillips gets here Texans on the clock yeah. I believe number 11 overall yeah and they don't do what the Texans were thought to do. They they, they thought they were going to go with a cornerback or something to show up their secondary. This is what they decided to do. This is the chatter before they
3: did what they did, courtesy of NFL Network.
4: And I'm sure this is just fine. And peachy keen for the Houston Texans who are on the clock right now, a team that got torched. And the back end of their defense has Prince Mukamar sitting out there for them to take. Could stick this guy on the other end.
8: From uh, from Mario.
4: the
5: first
8: overall pick, Mario Williams, but you're shaking your head, Marshall.
4: That,
5: that's three. That would be three defensive linemen in what five years? Yeah. I mean, we'll do toy going, for going to, the,
1: to
8: the
9: well again on D lineman. Hmm. I really thought Amu Kumar would be the pick here. Yep. They were torched last year in their secondary. Rick Smith, the general manager, the head coach, Kobiak. Their jobs depend on improving their defense. We all know they're going to score points. This team's got to get better in defense. And by the way, I love JJ. Watt but me too and and he's a stout five technique he can stout. push the push the pocket we're going back to that whole thing he's a right. pressure up front makes you better on the back end also
7: but wow
4: yeah so they went with Watt and it was criticized it was criticized harshly but Wade Phillips knew that that's what he wanted he was the one that jumped on the table uh figuratively speaking to to, to get him
3: and here's what this election sounded like didn't it wasn't quite uh we heard the, we remember the booze here This is what the selection sounded like.
6: With the 11th pick in the 2011 NFL draft, the Houston Texans select J.J. Watt, defensive end, Wisconsin. Uh,
0: So a badger is going down to Texas.
9: And if you put the tape on in the Rose Bowl against TCU, you can see him play
0: inside, outside, stand up, and he can disrupt an offense.
3: Yes he can. Yes he can. And, yes he can. And he
4: did. All right, so there's a surprise, but they knew what they wanted, they wanted to get there. Then this is the most important part. This is the apples to apples part. Like they Namdi Asamoah was rumored to go with, to the Texans for the entire offseason. He signed a instead a 5-year, 60 million dollar deal with the Eagles. Played 2 years and yes. was and was cut. Yes. What did the what did Rick Smith and the Texans do? They paid smart money. Yeah. He oh signed, wow! They, so they, they did
3: my they did me.
4: No, I'm saying pay you know get the smart uh, free agents uh, get the because these were not cheap contracts. These are two of the biggest. Yeah. These were two of the biggest in Texans history. But combined they were 68 million dollars. Awesome, well, was 60 by himself and yeah. he was out of the or he was cut in two years. Yeah, these two guys, Daniel Manning and Jonathan Joseph. Jonathan Joseph played more than the, almost 130 games. Yeah, he's Texas. one of the
3: best Texans of all time.
4: Yes. Uh, Daniel Manning was crucial, including in their first ever playoff
3: win. Yeah, he had the uh, interception. This is a little... We all remember the J.J. Watt play. This was uh, Daniel Manning, ice in the game for the Texans.
4: Andy Dalton going deep. One of his receivers fell down. This one is picked off. And there's
9: the
8: mistake. Daniel Manning as Dalton went for A.J. Green and Manning picked it off.
3: All right, there you go. So there is Manning. Um, By the way, was there an Al Michaels element to the J.J. Watt interception when we look back at it? I, I don't... I'll, I'll let you decide. I, I I think if Al Michaels had done this, uh, old Figgy would be roasting him on the internet.
9: He tucked it, got the first down, slid, and he's ready to go again. Batted down and intercepted. Intercepted by J.J. Watt. Touchdown, Houston. Yeah,
4: that was four. J.J. Watt, the... That was a little forced, wasn't it? Yeah, a little force. Yeah. I think he was surprised. I don't, I don't
3: think the energy matched the uh, yeah. The play, I he agree. Didn't. Did you hear
4: the crowd? Listen to the crowd. I know exactly where I was when that play happened. Play it one more time. I mean, that was the loudest I've ever heard.
9: And he's ready to go again.
4: <laughs> Batted down and intercepted. That intercepted. By- that was wild. It was awesome. And so my point is this: smart, big money is, yeah. what, is what I'll call it. Smart, big bread. And, and my point would be this: to, to
3: piggyback on it. um don't head into an off season labeling significant needs because impact players can impact every area yeah if they would have just went into the draft saying we need this they would have drafted prince mm-hmm. and he would have been gone in 4 years yeah you drafted jj watt you you could probably make a case hey we we need this 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 and i and i I mean, maybe that's the wide receiver this year. Maybe you feel okay about Tank and Nico, but in, that, in the draft, if it falls to you, go with
4: it. By the way, in that game, J.J. Watt scored a touchdown and burst onto the scene. Daniel Manning, you heard his interception. Jonathan Joseph had an interception, too, in that same game. So, the the, the, the two guys you spent money on smartly got interceptions in your first big playoff win, and J.J. Watt got the game-deciding play. Oh, by the way, how did that work out for the Texans? Well, the next two years, they went 10-6 and six and won the division, and 12-4 and four and won the division. And made it to the divisional round, and that's with Matt Schaub, uh, not CJ Stroud. So, my point is this: What's old is new again. That was 2010, going into the 2011 season. It's time to do the exact same thing. It really is. Uh, you, smart, big money, is what I'm at. Smart, big money, huh? Yeah. You can't sit on those purse strings, man. I mean, look at look at your own franchise. Look at what you did when you, when Bob McNair, who had never really spent money in free agency before that, decided, no, no, we're close. Well, Cal, you're close. You're close, Cal. What would your dad want you to do? <laughs> that's, that's a cheap shot. <laughs> what? Tell Cal, what would your dad want you to do? What <laughs> the hell is going on right I now? I said it's a cheap shot. What is wrong with you? I'm just messing around. What do you mean? I'm just messing around. It's
3: what? It's Nick's decision, man.
4: Mm, not ultimately. Yeah, yeah. Whatever Switch Nick wants. to music.
3: <laughs> Whatever Nick wants, you got it. That's what you get. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. Give it to Nick. Coming up, D'Amico Ryan's appears to be somewhat in football heaven one year into his tenure, while one of his top mentors appears to be in football hell. It all comes down to one thing. Let's talk about it
0: next. We're making the stories from outside the loop matter to you. This is Localize It.
6: Don't you know I'm local?
0: You're in the loop on Houston's Sports Leader. Localize It. Sports Radio 610.
3: D'Amico Ryan's head coach of Houston Texans. He has a lot of influences uh, in his uh, coaching life, his football life uh i should say i mean we we don't even need to list all of them some of them you'll be like damn he chip kelly really means that much to him he has a lot but the guy that i've heard talk about D'Amico ryans and perhaps one of his biggest influence when, influences when it comes to being a coach uh, is a guy who is currently living in football hell as D'Amico ryans is living in football heaven he's been in the league for a couple of years D'Amico just started this is D'Amico Ryan's talking about Jets coach Robert Sala.
8: Yeah,
6: well, I was I was here actually, and uh, I was thinking about getting into coaching uh, the year after I finished playing, and ended up talking with talking with Sala. And he was like, "Hey, D'Amico, are you you serious? You sure you want to get in?" They're making sure I was uh, I was all in on coaching because they know the dedication and the time that it takes. And, uh, but Sala was, he was all on board with it. He gave me great advice and I learned a lot. And I'm thankful, kind of speaking on my behalf to Kyle and Kyle, <laughs> them twisting Kyle's arm a little bit to give me an opportunity. And, i uh, we very, very thankful for Kyle and, you know, Sala for giving me the opportunity.
3: Kyle Shanahan coaching in the Super Bowl. Robert Sala right now on the hot seat. And I, I think it's, it's wild because I like Robert Sala. And obviously there hasn't been a lot of success in New York, but. I think it's as simple as Robert Sala had two first-round picks in his first draft, one of those being number two overall, just like D'Amico. And Robert Sala and the Jets they selected Zach Wilson, mm-hmm. while D'Amico Ryan's and the Texans they ended up with C.J. Stroud. I think it's really that simple. I don't know, like who knows, like if, like let's say in a in an alternative universe. C.J. Stroud is a couple years older, and Robert Sala ends up getting him at number two overall. Yeah. And the Texans last year with the number two overall pick, they end up with Zach Wilson. Sometimes, like, when you and I have this discussion about quarterback and coach and which one is it, sometimes it it needs to be both, but sometimes it's as simple as it's all about the quarterback. I
4: mean, that's it it, it, it is that simple. Like, he was unlucky, and D'Amico Ryan's was lucky. Uh, I, I mean, it. it you know, it, it, that doesn't make either one of them less of a coach, but they were lucky with the player that they drafted at number two. It It really is. I mean, Bill Belichick, sixth round, 20 years. That's luck. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah that's luck. I mean, for sure. Yeah that's, yeah. That's, 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 yeah, that's all that is.
3: And now you have a situation where D'Amico's living his best life. We're throwing out words like Super Bowl. And Robert Sala is, my gosh, he's getting roasted in New York. And there was a report yesterday, uh, Diana Rossini. Man, how did ESPN let uh, let Diana Rossini get away? Mm-hmm. She's doing she's doing the real journalism, man. Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious. Uh, she put out a 30-source uh, report on the Jets and how, <laughs> go figure, Nathaniel Hackett sucks at his job. Oh, yeah. No way. Yeah. Would have never thunk it. Oh, wow. Uh, Robert Sala's losing the locker room, all this type of stuff. And it's the difference between football hell, football heaven with two guys who are kind of cut from the same cloth uh, in many ways, have the same philosophies, have had the same amount, pretty much similar-ish paths towards getting to where they're at. And one has the quarterback and one doesn't. And why we're sitting here saying, and I'm saying, D'Amico Ryans is the reason for the happy season when it comes to the Texans. And none of this is possible without D'Amico. And you're saying, no, it's CJ, but they need D'Amico. And D'Amico's awesome. And D'Amico's great and all this. He's going to win Coach of the Year perhaps on Thursday. Let's hear what they're saying in New York about Robert Sala. This is our buddy, friend of the (laughs) show. This is irritating. Sean Marash (laughs) and Evan Roberts. While we're sitting here waxing poetic about D'Amico Ryan's this is what his buddy, Robert Sala, in large part because that number two overall pick didn't go according to plan. This is what they're saying about him at our sister station up there at WFAN. I think their
7: best chance to make this work, as unlikely as it is, is running it back. Mike Rabel is not taking this job. How do you know Benza? that? Because it's an unappealing job. It's a one-year all-in job. No, I'm it's t- not. Because the coach isn't going to get one year. If- Gift? Gift? From the gods, it should be for Jet fans and for Woody Johnson. This article today in The Athletic that it's not too late and we are entering disaster zone. We are about to waste a year on this earth for Jet fans where you know, oh, it's a Hail Mary. No, no, no. BS on a Hail Mary. You should be as all in as possible, Rodgers. And that's having the best head coach possible. Unfortunately, not a guy incapable of doing the job. Boy, you turned so red. Because it's BS now. I'm tired of the crap football in this town. No, you tired of it. We crap got Aaron Rodgers here. He's tired. Go Oh, get the best head coach in place. This guy sucks. I don't think Robert Siles is a good head coach. He give him the best chance to win oh. right now. He gives you no shot to win. Uh, he walks around no like break. a loser, telling. In that office, what are guys doing at the quarterbacks? I don't know. Kevin Stefanski got off his ass with Joe Flacco and made the playoffs. He's wrong. He's full of excuses. He's a nice guy. He's not equipped to do this job. And you were at What are you gonna wait? Uh, Rogers will be forty-six, he'll still play. Then we'll hire a new head coach. That's stupid. You're saying that is for brains. I, think said, that. I said one year. This is it for him. Oh, it this sucks. is you it can't for him. Waste this year at not- All right. <laughs>
3: There you go. You think Mirage is starting to do radio for clips? Like, is that is that is he doing that for 16 minutes? Man, that was loud. I've seen like some shows. I'm like, man, I listen to that. That what, are, did you just like say, all right, let's get a clip in, and then we're gonna put it up there?
4: Yeah, that's, that's
3: like, a lot you, of anger. You can't
4: live your life being that loud. I mean, if you're really adamant. that angry at Robert
3: Sala, I, I just don't know how I would look at this jet situation and say, this is Robert Sala. You you. You committed to Aaron Rodgers.
4: No, it's it's Aaron. Yeah, it's like that. you went
3: you went all in on Aaron Rodgers at this point. At this point, like as soon as you decided to not only bring in Aaron Rodgers, because I could understand that, dude, you signed Randall Cobb, you brought in Nathaniel Hackett, and you mm-hmm. brought in Alan Lazard.
4: No, it's 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 Aaron Rodgers' team.
3: Like you you, you literally let the guy bring mm-hmm. his baggage, and I'm yeah. not even talking about anything he is. I, I I'm I'm cool with Aaron Rodgers, the football player, whatever. You have difference in opinion of Aaron Rodgers. I don't care, but. You literally let him bring the ghost of Randall Cobb, yeah. Alan Lazard, and Nathaniel Hackett, who got hired, who got fired mid-season. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the last time a coach didn't even go one and done. He went half and done, John. Yeah, yeah, he didn't even go one and done. Like we we made a big deal about having two straight one and done coaches. This dude couldn't even get as far as David Culley. No, he, he didn't. <laughs> yes,
4: he didn't. And you
3: brought him in as the offensive coordinator. And as soon as Aaron Rodgers goes down, you have him there, and you're surprised that things suck. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. So. I don't know that I, bl- I I would be as mad at Sala as they are. Whose decision was it to go all in on Aaron Rodgers? Maybe it's some of the dialogue that Sala's thrown out there. But I think it also goes back to what we said. If they would have hit on that number two overall pick, the, we perhaps would, it, D'Amico it would... would be the toast of not just
4: the town, maybe the entire NFL given where Sala's coaching. Look, and and, and the, the one part of what that rant was that I agree with um, is it might just be too late for Robert Sala because as soon as they start to struggle, as soon as Aaron Rodgers gets hurt again or whatever happens, then you did waste a year. So it's almost like sometimes like he, he's mad because he knows it's such a small window and there are no guarantees with either Robert Sala or, uh, or Aaron Rodgers because we really think that Robert Sala is a good coach, but we don't know that. We don't know that yet. Uh, we do know that D'Amico Ryan is a good coach, and he gets a lot of help from C.J. Stroud, so he's he's not wrong in that. Like this could be a wasted year, but boy, he was he was pretty loud, pretty loud.
3: <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> just about that quarterback, pretty
4: loud. Raz, man,
3: mm-hmm.
4: um, we'll we'll see him
3: uh, at the big game in Las Vegas, courtesy of our friends at Yingling Flight uh, and the Low T Center. Um, People
4: like that, don't you just tune them out after a while? Like people that are always yelling and screaming. Um, I mean,
3: I I don't mind the yelling and screaming. I mean, I mean, I just don't like. I don't I don't know why that made you that mad.
4: That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. They've been
3: yelling a lot. They've been putting out a lot of clips of like yelling. Like I yeah. I, I mean I'm I'm one. I'll yell like. But but yeah. But you
4: but it's but it's, 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 it's 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 not every day. Yeah. It's not almost every segment. Yeah. Like I, after a while, I just tune that stuff out. Like all right, he's yelling. You would have thought they
5: tuned it out with the all season. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Like I understand during the season. It, well, you got to watch the Jets. Yeah, at some point it just becomes well, like damn. noise,
4: you know. And so hey, New York's the New York's
3: the king of radio. We'll say pick, that. Though. Pick your spots, man. We'll say that. Pick your spots. Um, you want to go
4: really deep in the sticks? I would love to go deep in the sticks,
3: Pause. But yeah, I uh, <laughs> I got a little update, uh, Senior Bowl update from uh, Cody Stutes right now on Twitter. Oh yeah, Iowa punter Tory Taylor. Oh lord, who, he's a badass
4: though. Okay. You don't
3: win ten games with a raggedy ass offense without an awesome punter. You've seen him; he's awesome. Okay. Uh, apparently, uh, at his own forty-five, uh, he's consistently placing the ball inside the five. Uh, a couple go out at the two. Uh, he's he's doing his thing, booming. So, hey, if you want to sign a punter or, or draft a punter, the Iowa kid, uh, Tory Taylor, might be someone to look out for. I like Cam Johnston.
4: Yeah, but hey, yeah, this like Iowa Cam kid, Johnston. this Iowa kid's good, man. He's punted in bad weather too. Cody's really in the sticks, man.
3: Well, I mean, he's 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 doing he's providing a full service for Texans fans. You see that Roman Wilson oh, not practicing John. today?
4: That's that receiver that was killing it yesterday For Michigan. Yes, yeah. yeah,
3: yes. Um, but yeah, hey, if you could get this punter, hey, why not? Mm-hmm. It should have taken Michael Dixon instead of Kiki QT. What's the
4: what's the highest round you would take him? punter? Mm-hmm. Fourth. Really, fourth? Yeah, that's pretty high.
3: Okay. Uh, did you watch the Texans without Cam Johnson? No, no
4: I, I, I'm just saying that's higher than I would say. I'm not saying you're wrong. Okay. okay. All right, meathead. How am I a meathead? You're the one talking about punting.
3: Yeah, you're, you're minimizing the impact because they, don't I am look, not. because they don't look all big and badass. No. <laughs> Go ahead. Say it. Take the punter and the kicker out of the game.
4: When did I say any of that?
3: The answer would be never. (laughs) Coming up, Brandon Scott's got a lot to say. My goodness, man. We need to get him a uh, a, – I got a question for Brandon Scott. You want a a PS5 or an Xbox? Good Lord, this dude's playing EA Sports. He wants to make a big splash. Is it too big? We'll discuss next.
7: Scott from
3: Club, all right, Brandon Scott, let's uh get the EA Sports going here.
0: Uh, EA Sports. It's in the game.
8: You want to sign who? I want to live good, man.
3: You right. want to you, you,
0: sign who? You, you, you
8: want to mock things, and all I want to do is live good. Okay. I feel like we're in a position now we where we then? should be living good. All right, what do you want to do? Tell the
3: people what you want to do. 713-572-4610. Let me have it or let B. Scott have it. Uh, on the YouTube Twitch Text line. Tell the people Don't what you want to do. The to
8: Go so ahead. I saw Mike Evans sitting courtside at Toyota <laughs> Center last night, man. And I wasn't on this before, man. but got you know. Oh, he's ooh. never done that before. Hey, but 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 once it's right there, like, he's never done it before while he was in the conversation of being available for a Texans team that's actually a contender, like it's never been a thought. And then there he is sitting there looking like a taller Fred Van Vliet. And I'm just like, oh man. <laughs> like a taller friendly. I mean, oh, dude, dude, I was glad they were in the same building at the yeah, same time because so. now I know. Now the doppelganger uh, accusations can be put to rest. But, no, nah, man, it's like I, I feel like the Texans are in a point, and I've, I've dismissed it. And then I just started thinking about it last time. I'm like, okay, so why not? Like, I, I, I understand the previous arguments for why you wouldn't pursue a free agent like Mike Hold Evans. on, bro. I'm
3: home team. I'm home team. Go ahead. Right, you, you're right. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So, We're playing so, Madden. It's Madden. So, Madden. We got the Madden music going. So let, let me ask you. Man, this. Look at these alternates.
8: Can these we, we not? Uniforms. Can the can the Texans not sign Mike Evans, or is would it not be smart? Which one is it? Is it that that they can't? That you don't think they can do it, or that they, that you don't think they should do it? I,
3: look, I like Mike Evans. Would would I be opposed to it? No. I, I just I, I believe that overpaying a running back and perhaps getting a receiver on day one or day two, with the way that this draft is laid out. Like you know, I, I'm not playing the well, whole. What about
8: wait, wait a minute? What about overpaying a running back? Because I don't. No, I want to overpay a
3: running back. But see, I, and so, but I, I don't
8: even look at it as overpaying. I'm, I see. I'm looking at it almost in the same way, though. I I feel like you can get Derrick Henry on the cheap. We talked about this last week. Yeah. I like Derrick Henry on the cheap if you can get that. I'm not exactly sure what his market is going to be, but if you can get yeah. him on a on a decent one to two year deal. Yeah. I feel like then you can overpay on the receiver. Right. And so now, and so I'm looking at it like, no, you can't go get Saquon Barkley and Mike Evans and yeah. go find Jude you could. A tackle. You could if you well, wanted maybe, to get yeah, crazy. Maybe you could, but mm-hmm. but then then we're talking about EA Sports. But my strategy, the way I'm looking at it in my head is, you can get a dynamic running back to that weather for a reasonable price. Playing the snow, you don't think so? No, no, I'm I'm, I'm just adjusting <laughs> the weather. Hey that's, the what, that, hey, that's what I'm saying on this EA Sports game. We can adjust the weather, playing the snow, hand the ball off to Derrick Henry, baby, <laughs> hand the ball off to Derrick Henry, and this time when you go to Baltimore. You don't just got Nico Collins and a bunch of dudes. My, you know what I'm saying? If Tank Dell breaks his leg blocking on a run play near the goal line for some reason, then, yeah, hey, you got another receiver. I think you
3: need – I definitely think you need receivers. I'm with you. I, I, I think the elite running back market is where you need to start, and, and I think the draft is set up to where end of the first round, second round, third round, there's going to be some dogs at wide receiver. Yep. Last year it was tight ends. Yep. And you wanted tight end I wanted tight end yep. they ended up trading the second round pick which was kind of the money spot could've, but could've, this year Could have got
8: one one win at 34 they yeah the yeah Sam LaPorta, he was good that happened. Uh, but yeah I I just uh
3: I just think that the wide receiver I don't know that you need here's how I, would I don't put know it. how Mike Evans it,
1: it, works. It, it's it, it,
5: not it's
8: it, not necessary I want to say go that. ahead but but it was like hey drink with me for a minute okay you're look. you're living in this space now where you're a realistic team with real money and, and somebody would want to come here. Mike Evans, obviously, being from Galveston, all of that on top of it. So, like, it it does compute, if you will. Here's where I fall with this, because
4: I, I'm the guy that says spend b- smart big money. Smart big money is what I, I I want Cal and Hannah to spend money. Right. But my thing is, and I love Mike Evans. Not 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 just because you know he was great at AM, because he's a great dude. Awesome dude. I've had dinner with Mike Evans. Look at you. You know, Look I I, you. I I I I I you know he is I've, I, and I've heard all the same things. He's a yeah. he's a first ballot yeah. Hall of Famer, which is very rare at the wide receiver position. I love Mike yeah, Evans. Yeah. Here's why I kind of like am not all in on Mike Evans. There are at least two bigger priorities that you can spend big money on. Priorities? Yes. Priorities. You need a running back more than you need a wide receiver. You need running, well, no, backs. Oh, but you yeah. running oh, backs. but you can get them. You can get them. They're but cheap. Not, not that. Not that guy. They're not, cheap, not, though. Yeah, not, 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 They're not, cheap, man. You can get a mid-level running back, oh, and we've man. been down that oh, road. No,
8: no, no, no. Go get a good
4: one. Yes. I'm with, I'm with you, Saquon. you, Okay. He's 26. He's four years younger than Derrick Henry. Jacobs. Uh, he, it's Josh Jacobs. So, in terms of prior – okay, forget the – let's not Henry. put any names with anything. I, I got you. The highest priority in free agency, if you can do it and spend smart, big money – Wide receiver is no better than third on my book. Number one would be, uh, obviously, running back. Number two would be either an inside linebacker or a safety. You need those
8: more, and you need proven commodities there more. Well, I, I would disagree about the linebacker and safety. I mean, the, the safety thing, it put a pin in that, I would. But yeah. it's, in terms of priority, I think wide receiver and, and running back, I'm with you on running back, I think those two are in a, even a, in, a, in a class of their own. I think they need to do something defensive. On the defensive line as well, obviously with Jonathan Grenard. The questionnaire, the you know Sheldon Rankins being gone, all of that. So I think that's that's a big priority as well. But but I would say the the, the difference I think in the way that we look at it here, Lopez. I feel like you can fix your running game and your issues in the running game for cheaper than you, you know can, part of it. Than you can for. Getting a the, the the difference in getting a weapon like part Mike of it for me
4: Landry is I'm just tired of mid level running backs yeah I'm just tired of it yeah. they've been doing it for more than a decade like go down the list it's Carlos a bargain too it's also it's also
3: a buy low David thing, man. Johnson it's such a buy low thing
4: yes like they, you they've tried to get a mid level running back at a good price it's never the,
3: worked the impact is. I don't think the impact of a of a really good running back has gone down. I I, I think the value of the running Look at the back, playoffs. Yeah, and the fact that you have so many on your roster now uh, has made it. But but I think right now, like you, you got to get the running back.
8: Okay, so let me ask y'all. You this can thing. get both. Let like, get let's be that, honest. That, that's yeah, yeah. That get, my follow up. You can question. get both. Why not be greedy? You want him? what's what? What is the downside in being? Well, Now greedy? you're speaking my language. Cause, <laughs> like because <laughs> because going back to my original point here. You are in a position now to where, like the the excuses or reasons for why you wouldn't be interested in, in yes. going all in and spending all the money that you have. The reason why you would spend money to keep an offensive coordinator and keep your quarterbacks coach and not want yeah. them to leave. Like, there's reasons for that. You're you're in a position now to where you're serious. So if you're serious, then why not do serious things? Hey man, I mean
4: they're gonna have to d- ask me twice. Uh, yeah, and I, <laughs> I mean
8: there's just uh, they just have to make the offense better.
3: That's really that's really the problem. They have to, they have to. Uh, put as many weapons around C.J. as possible. And that's not, hey, let's go. Like the last time you said, Lopez, you brought up the J.J. time, the last time they were in this situation. I think the last time they were in this situation was uh, Um, 2019. And and what did they do in that offseason? They traded DeAndre Hopkins. They signed Randall Cobb. They... Signed Eric Murray. God, they gave Bob, Whitney Merciless a lot of money. Brought Brandon Cooks in. I think. They 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 built the offense around David Johnson. Like that's
4: well, the reason I went back to 2010, 11 is because that's when they actually went for it. Yeah. You know, in 2018, 19 they were just dumb. But I don't even know they were going
3: for it. I just think they were smart. <laughs> Both. Yeah. I just, I just think they were really. I mean, smart. going
4: after Daniel Manning and Jonathan Joseph was going for it. Yeah. 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 But but, yeah. Going, going but back... some
3: would say awesome. Wah. Like I think I like it Mike Evans is more of an awesome wah type signing than that. Is that fair? Uh, an awesome signing. Why, why would you you think he's gonna bomb out? I mean, he's old, dude. Like, I, I'm not. I'm not. And he's gonna be. He's gonna be very, very expensive. Like, if, if you ask me, like, I like Mike Evans, and I'm saying this about a guy who could be ageless. Like, he's. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has ten straight thousand yard seasons. But like, if you're telling me that we're going back to 2011, 2010, and we're talking about Jonathan Joseph and Daniel Manning instead of Namdi Asomugha. For me, like if if we're making that comparison, Mike Evans is more nom awesome and like just in that, terms of yeah, value, yeah, the top yeah. running back, and then drafting a receiver or whatever would be more of the the Manning slash Joseph.
8: Yeah, I, I guess I'd rather just not make the comparison. Mike Evans is just better at what he does than Mike, Os- and then then then, then Os- was at what uh, he did not. Before, but no, before, he was. He made all, that, he made All Pro Before that, he was the man. I, no, yeah. I, I get it, but he it, was the man. But, but I felt like the what the word, and I don't want to get off on a side note here, but it felt yeah. like the word on him was that he was kind of a system guy once he left there. You know, yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Didn't so, travel
3: around all that. Yeah, that's and, I, fair. and I'll be damned
8: if, if Mike Evans will ever be caught. I mean, that dude is just you know how many different quarterbacks? He's that guy. That's So to me, like I would just be, I would just be willing to go all in and make the investment. And and back to the point about the priorities. Let, let's just put the defense of us to aside for a second, Yeah. because we got C.J. Stroud here, we got Bobby Slowick coming back. Okay, we got a couple of weapons coming coming back, right? You know, yeah. with with Nico Collins and, and with Tank Dell. But I think it's a pro, running back is absolutely a priority. Yes. But also, every we talked about this before. Everything after Nico Collins mm-hmm. and Tank Dell, and God forbid one of those guys gets hurt oh, like they did open. last year, it's open. And I, and I said this. Yeah. The, there's three guys coming back that are not named Nico Collins or Tank Dell. All three of them should be up for rosters. should be fighting for their rosters. I spot. agree. And with that being the case, you should be bringing in the type of guys that should shake up that room. I'll, right? I'll, I'll say the same
4: thing about Mike. Either Evans.
8: going to the top or being fit in at, as the third guy. I'll say the same thing about Mike Evans
4: that I that I do about Derrick Henry. If they sign him, <laughs> I'm yeah. all in. I'm all well, in. But. Priority, priority-wise, I wouldn't go there.
3: And I'm going to say this because for as much as we were about you know Bryce before the draft, the, the, my it, start starting really, I would say a year ago tomorrow. Mm-hmm. A year ago tomorrow, I, I kind of transitioned my philosophy in the draft, and my philosophy, if you remember this, um, was whatever D'Amico wants to do. If D'Amico doesn't want to draft a quarterback, I'm all in. Whatever D'Amico wants to do, and, and that might sound like a cop out. I'm still gonna have opinions. Like I still want Saquon Barkley. Uh, there's some receivers like under the radar that I actually think Bobby Slowick could have fun with. I'll, I'll give you those at noon. But for me, right now, in in a, in a world we've been living in for such a long time, for damn near a decade, where there were trust issues with this organization, call it over trust, call it whatever you want. But for me, if D'Amico and Nick Casario want to sign Mike Evans, I'm on board. Mm-hmm. If they want to sign, I, I mean, th- we'll still talk about it. But but I, but I'm kind of on board, and that's really that's really where my mind has gone the last year or so. I don't feel like they're stupid. I feel like I also feel like B Scott. There's kind of a margin for error here, where I I don't know that there's any like free agent move they can make that's like gonna set them back. Like there are some free agent moves you can make where it'll set you back. Like if you if you do sign like a big name guy like let's say you overpay a cornerback and you make him the highest paid corner in the league or you overpay a left tackle and he ends up flopping like i i feel like they're set up such to where like no move is like gonna set them back none of these potential moves these splashes are gonna set them back at all
8: it's actually a good point because they're set at pretty much all of the necessary i wouldn't say all of but most of the necessary spots Quarterback, the expensive spots too. Quarter, quarter now they got to figure out the Jonathan Grinner situation, but mostly we're talking about quarterback, the expensive spots, like you talk about quarterback, Laramie uh, Tunsil left tackle, yeah. Will Anderson at you know defensive edge. end, and so edge rusher, cornerback. Yeah,
4: the, so, pr- the most the most important premier positions they've got, and yeah. for
8: for better or worse, they've paid their tackles. Yeah.
4: And yeah, for better Regardless or worse. But feel, I'm talking like position-wise,
8: they got them. And yeah. they do have at least two wide receivers that you feel like can carry you. The issue is you know that you need more than two. Yeah, and you also you know.
3: should try to should try to get better. Like you yeah. should mm-hmm. try to get better at, at wide receiver. Seattle was an example that I used. Like they drafted Jackson Smith and Jigwell last year. They had uh Metcalf and um Locket. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can just so you just Lopez. don't
4: want to get into the habit of, of bad money. I think – You, know, I think, like, and, and you and, can and, get away with it. And that's my point, But Lopez, you don't want to get into I, the bad habit of I don't feel,
8: feel it. like, like – I, th- I guess I would disagree about, you know, even against the idea of Mike Evans being bad money. I think he's – like we watched him play last year. Well, we don't know the price, he's, first of he, all. And that's, that's the yeah. issue. We don't know yeah. the price. But he was very good last year. I'd be – you know, it's not my money, but I'm going to spend somebody else's money here. I'd be willing to pay a premier player premier money. I mean, this is what it costs to, to have a player of this caliber. We got the money. Bring them on in. I'd be I'd be down to do it. But I think the difference in us, you and I, Lopez, is hey, if you're telling me you're gonna assign Saquon Barkley, okay, that fixes a lot of different things. Your run game, it brings an element to your mm-hmm. pass game. Mm-hmm. All right, maybe you don't necessarily need to overspend on. Mike Evans, per se. Yeah. But if you can get Derrick Henry on the cheap or somebody else that you like, Austin Eckler, I don't know, somebody that you yeah. like on the cheap, per se, yeah. then go ahead and throw that money at Mike Evans. I mean, I, I think it can still be smart money, even though he's a little older. The best combo would be Derrick Henry and Mike Evans,
4: because I think he's going to sign, like, a one-year deal. That's where I'm at. That's, right? what, that's what time I'm on. Yeah. I don't know whether it is or not. Maybe yeah. it took, maybe Saquon, it took, Saquon would be more than one year. Saquon, DeGru- I yeah, just yeah. see the Christian yeah.
3: McCaffrey comparison a lot. Like, yeah. I, I hear what he is, and I, I just feel like those were the exact same questions about uh, McCaffrey. By the way, Saquon, uh, we got some news on Saquon in the hits. It's eh, we'll
8: see. I, I just keep eh. thinking like with with Derek, eh. with Derek Henry. I just feel like you can do a two year deal and throw him a bunch of money up front, a little bit bonus. Just be yeah. like, hey man, you're Derek Henry. Here's a bunch of money right here. Yeah, L- let's go win a Super Bowl. Yeah, man,
3: Derek Henry, come on oh, man, board. God, do it. That'd be kind of weird, man. Be a little bit weird. That's what I time I'm on. That's what time yeah. I'm on. I,
8: th- I I I think they can do it. now they you talked about needs. I don't know, you said safety. I'm looking at like the defensive line, middle
4: of the middle of the second level, second and third level is what I'm talking about. Either either in, another inside linebacker to complement uh Christian Harris or a badass safety. Yeah. You, you know something
3: yeah. else that kind of uh nobody's talking about mm-hmm. like when you talk about where the Texans were to where they are. I think that Derrick Henry Mark Ingram photo that went viral where they're standing by each other, oh. I think it's kind of proportional to where the Texans would have been, where they were right here, <laughs> like with the in the Easter years, and now they they all of a sudden they're up here. It would Boy, be, like great. that video, that video would be like proportional of where the Texans yeah. are, and yeah.
4: they literally could be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's,
8: that's, that would be like the most that would be like the most appropriate photo ever. It is a nice a nice before and after, like bottom you know short bottom Abram of the league, hate that top of the league.
1: So I mean, to be
8: fair, though, I know Mark's yeah, not very tall, and, yeah, but yeah. but Derrick Henry is, is a D the, end. Yeah, yeah. You're not. I don't think you're supposed to look like that. No, you're not. I don't think anyone is. <laughs> nah, yeah. Nah.
4: yeah Bring At them, all. bring them to my team.
8: That's <laughs> all. B.
3: Scott in the building here on In the Loop, on Sports Radio six ten. Coming up, there's some off-season dialogue when it comes to the Houston Texans that is kind of irking b scott we will talk about that we'll also talk about the state of nick casario is nick casario comfortable we'll discuss
11: next hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role
3: All right, Brandon Scott, in the building. So, B Scott, let's do a little like—I don't want to call it straw man—but you you dip your you dip your toes in the in the Texan streets. You see what fans are talking about. You you hear what all the uh, the local media types around here are saying uh, as the off season approaches. And, and I think there's a few things um, the people are saying things that that are perhaps irking you. Uh, specifically when it comes to the to the state of the finances et cetera, when it comes to the houston texans the 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 money the smart money all that type of stuff
8: yeah I, no look i just feel like it's it's time to like get out of the whole it, I, this is the timeline like talk about the developmental timeline you know like hey mm-hmm. i i can remember a time where it was like hey they don't have the money to. Uh, they don't. They're not in a space to do this. Hey, they're they're two and three years away from. Them. You Remember that? Yep. I, I can remember a time uh, like two years ago. You know, where, where Debo Samuel was a conversation of of, of, of trade conversation. People were like, nah, it's not on the developmental timeline. Well, we're not on the no developmental timeline no more, right? Mm-hmm. So to me, that's that's where the conversation has to change in in the way that you talk about smart money. You can't talk about it like in terms of hey, we're nickel and diamond our way to success. Like, you have to kind of go all in on the opportunity that's in front of you, a quarterback on a rookie deal, and now you do have the money to spend. Like, you have to just, to me, look at it completely different than the way that it's been looked at in the past.
4: I mean, if you don't do it now, when are you going to do it? And I mentioned this yesterday with Landry. There's never been a better time to to act like you're a big boy. Yeah. You know, (laughs) to act like you're a big boy and actually be – Uh, A a, a big boy. Yeah, It's It's not just rookie quarterback contract. It's Will Anderson. It's Derek Stingley. But how much money are those guys going to get when they
8: hit their next But even more so, man, what did this year teach us about this nonsensical conversation about developmental timelines? What did we think about the developmental timeline going into this year? Yeah, We didn't think they were going to be ready to win. It shows you how quickly things can change in the NFL. It's a credit to the NFL for its parity, but also to what the Texans were able to do in building the team. So it's like... Don't ever, like, never come to me ever again. I don't care if the Texans are successful, they're, you know, the highs are the highs that we're at right now or the lows are the lows that we've experienced over the last few years. Don't ever come back to me talking about no developmental timeline and when it is appropriate to go for it. Yeah, You can change like, making moves like this, hitting on a quarterback, obviously, but making moves like this is how you change the conversation. It's how you flip the script.
3: And I think it's, a, I think it's a fun path because, like, I'm sure, like people around Houston, shout out to the loopholes. If you listen, you are one. I'm, I'm going to try to make a comparison. Maybe it hits. Maybe it won't. You know, I, I don't know, but. I think the best type of uh, like paths like to get to your destination when you're driving are the ones where you have multiple options. Mm-hmm. oh, I can take this freeway oh, I can take that freeway yeah. oh, I could take the back roads oh, the toll road if i if I want to pay for the tolls, I can take the tolls yep. sometimes when you're talking about reaching your ultimate destination, there's just like there's just one route sometimes there's just one route and if there's red on the navigation, you're screwed there's <laughs> one route there's there's one thing that you really really need, but when it comes to the Texans like there's so many routes right now that they can take to mm-hmm. get to where they want to get. And when I look around like the, the league and I see San Francisco is running their system, the system that the Texans run, and they they invested in a running back. And that was a big part of that. And uh, Baltimore and Kansas City got where they got because on top of their systems, they had great quarterback play. And Joe Burrow made the Super Bowl in his second season. So I can look at that. There's just like... It almost feels like you got two options on the freeway. You got the back road. You got the tow road. It, it doesn't seem like there's like one thing that you're just pounding the table for right now, and that's the fun part about it.
8: Yeah, and, and you made that Cincinnati Bengals comparison a couple of a couple of segments or earlier in the show. Like it's the perfect example. Like known notoriously known as a mm-hmm. cheap organization. Like just worthless. You, you know, yeah. people know this. But then all of a sudden, they hit on a quarterback. They spend a little money. They took DJ Reader from over here, right? They, mm-hmm. they, they, you know, uh, Bates, they signed. Like, they've, they've made some, obviously, you know, uh, drafting Jamar Chase the next year. But you look, in, lo and behold, all of a sudden, the Cincinnati Bengals were something serious. The Detroit Lions. Yeah. I know y'all disagreed on Dan Campbell. Y'all had some fun with him earlier in the week but they got a coach that at least they believe in, whether we believe in them or not, at least that they believe in, and they ended up hitting on that trade, like did the best that you could do for trading for – like if you're going to trade for scraps for Matthew Stafford and you get back a quarterback that can take you to a a conference championship game. So it's like, okay, you can flip the script like that with a couple of good moves, a couple of savvy moves. It does not have to take forever. It it gets
4: frustrating, I mean, because – Y'all are both familiar with the, that old Pavlov's dog theory. Not really. You know, where the, you ring a bell and then you feed a dog. Then you ring a bell and feed a dog because there's food there. Then you ring a bell and there's no food there and they start salivating because they're expecting food. Yeah. That's, that's the theory of Pavlov's dogs. I feel like Texans fans are like Pavlov's dogs. Like you ring the bell and you say they can go for it now and they go, nah, nah we can't. A couple more years. Yeah. A couple more years. No, man. That bell is ringing right now. Yeah. You, you can you can do these things. Take the different paths, like Landry's talking about. Spend smart, big money, like I talk about. Maybe make something bold, like Mike Evans, like you're talking about. There is no, you know, we're conditioned as Texans fans to go, nah, no, no, not see, yet. We're not that good yet. Is no. see, is see, my no. thing is, I
8: I always I thought it was nonsense. Before they had all of the right things, I, I I didn't think that was the way to look at it. Even then, now, I feel like now yeah. the excuse is gone. Yeah, like you can't talk like that no more. Because like, okay, what are we waiting on? Yeah. What you what, what do you what do you mean uh, that yeah. that you don't have mm-hmm. uh, that, that you can't do this or you can't do that? You can do whatever the hell you want. You know to do. the other fun part,
3: Landry. You yeah. got to be smart, but you can. But yeah. but, but, the, but the
8: margin for error is big. But uh, kind of going back to Lopez's point about smart money, mm-hmm. you should be going all in with smart money, but uh, aggressive as hell. I think the, the the other fun thing, to your point,
4: we're talking about the next 10 years. We're never going to be saying, oh, no, 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 not now. You can't do that. But it's never going to yeah. be easier than now, right? Because it, you're the there, rookie if quarterback. Not now, like when? Never,
3: it, it, it doesn't get
8: easier. If not it only now, gets when? more difficult as, as the quarterback or, gets older. Or he just gets badass and it gets easier. Yeah. And, yeah. See, <laughs> like, I, and I, I'm with y'all. understand what y'all saying. But I'm so, like, in the moment. I'm like, it's gotta be now. No, it's gotta be. Now. I don't know. I don't know. No, what, no. Don't, you get, don't about ten years. Th- it has to be now. Five years yeah. past his rookie deal, his next contract. I don't know nothing about. He's that gonna now. make
4: three hundred million dollars, man. You're, you remember? I mean, like, <laughs> and look, I'm not. I'm not putting this on CJ Stroud. We remember mm-hmm. the last
8: time it was a franchise quarterback here. No, yeah. and we at the time, it was like, oh, the next eight years, the next ten years. Yeah. Not so much. Yeah. So it's like right now, right yeah. now, today, and yeah. you're not. I, I
3: don't even know that you're necessarily the hunter at this point. Like uh, you are hunting for, to improve your squad, but I also think you're kind of getting hunted, like because there's there's er, er, ever so often there's like a guy that hits the market and he and there's like only like three teams that he would be considering. Yeah. You're kind of getting to where you're you're in that mix. Yeah. Like whenever like so and so signs with the Chiefs or the Ravens, it's like, well, wow, that was cheap. Well. He wasn't gonna take that money to play with the yeah. raggedy ass Texans of the right. previous years. Like you're almost, you're not only are you hunting, you're you're also getting hunted now. Like people want to be here.
8: Well, this was my whole point about. I think. Oh you know, yeah, this was my whole point about Derek Henry last week. Like, you, you know, kind of the reverse the idea of hey, you're gonna not just sign him, but you're gonna keep the other. Teams from signing him: the Buffaloes, the yeah, the the, the that's the, in play, the, Ravens, the Ravens of the world, obviously the the Chiefs of the whoever, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so you're gonna keep them from the, the Dolphins, keep them from signing Derrick Henry. Absolutely in play. All right. Well. Not only are you, why are you keeping them from signing them? Because you're in that mix. Yeah. Like who care Like last year, or the year before, who cares if you keep them? I mean, yeah, you're not, yeah, it wasn't gonna make a difference. Cool. But but now, yeah, now you're in that mix. Mm-hmm. So you're not just playing keep away, but you're also adding to a team that should definitely be competing for. Yeah, Super Bowl. Y'all had the conversation earlier. Yeah. Why not? Why are you? Why would you not be having a conversation about going to the Super Bowl? When the Detroit Lions was almost in it, come on now. So
3: Sean and Seth were talking about the running back position yesterday. Um, they, they appear to be pro Henry. Uh, this was their back and forth about the uh, the difference between Derrick Henry and Saquon Barkley. Both from an injury standpoint, it, like he's undependable. Both from an injury standpoint and just a game by game productivity standpoint, or a carry by carry, it's not. It's it's a lot of boomer
8: bust with him. And I just don't trust that as like what I want to really to really establish that ability to week in, week out, run the ball, set up the play action, do all those things,
3: and to run the ball successfully. I know you don't have to run the ball successfully to set up the play action,
8: but it sure as hell helps uh, when you only have to convert a third and four instead of a third and nine. Absolutely. So the play action doesn't really help you a lot on third yeah. and nine.
1: Hell so, yeah, hell yeah, hell
8: um,
3: I, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I and I and I think I think somebody's going to pay Saquon Barkley yeah. a good
8: amount of money. I, I just don't want – I want nothing to do with a big running back contract.
7: I definitely
12: don't want Saquon Barkley at the annual amount that he got this year, which was like twelve million bucks. I I don't yep. know that I want any of these guys at twelve million bucks. So, I like I I'm in that I'm shopping in that six or seven million dollar um, aisle at the most when it comes to running backs. So so my thing with
3: this, and and I think Seth did a hell of a job laying out the uh, the case for Derrick Henry. I think they both did. Um, for me, like if if you're paying Saquon Barkley, what it would cost to franchise tag him, I, I don't look at that as overpaying. Like, if, if he hits the market and you're giving him what it would cost to franchise tag him, I don't look at that as overpaying. I look at that as you're basically now the doing what other teams try to do when they have guys like Saquon Barkley. Yeah. I, I don't look at it that way. And, and the $6 million for what uh, – like, at the most – a running back's can get a three year deal, right? Like Taylor got three years, forty plus or whatever. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't look at that like the the gap
8: between six and twelve with where the Texans are is like something huge. Dog, for Saquon, Devin Singletary might mess around and get six million dollars after the year that he just had. Like, he, he signed for one year, two and a half. He might get five, you know, five million dollars or something yeah. like that. Like that's what we're talking about. No disrespect, to Devin Singletary, but I, like, I'm hey, not doubled this money, man. Yeah, no, good and good for him. I'm, I, I'm happy for him. That, <laughs> I mean, that's what you come to do, right? But no, like I, I I would be much more concerned about the issues that Seth brought up as far as durability the durability and, that. yeah, that's fair. and the dependability. But were they saying that about Christian McCaffrey? The, well, but, Before but, he got to San Fran? But I, I feel like you got a little bit more. Like you've got the, I feel like with Saquon, you've really got the one mm-hmm. season of last year where he carried the team. Yeah. And really early on in his career where you saw the flashes. He's a freaking star, too. Yeah, man. Yeah. But, but to me, star. he's of that. That's the issue. To Sean's point about the $12 dollars million. $12 million for Saquon Barkley, I have no issue with that. You paid no, nine for Schultz. You paid it,
3: nine for Schultz and eleven for Rankin. Yeah,
8: just just talk to me about the issues of availability and if you've got some concerns there. I'll I'll hear that. But the cost for the type of player, he's of that Christian McCaffrey ilk. And yeah. I'll go
4: back to my point. What what is a six million dollar back? Yeah. A five million
8: dollar back? Yeah. Devin Singletary. Yeah,
4: good. Right, I like him. Yeah, it's not the guy that's going to get you there.
3: And if Quan hits the market, man, they got to they got to yeah. They, they, they got to do that. They got to do that.
4: Uh, coming up, the hits
3: are lit. The Texans might not have a shot at Saquon Barkley, though. That's the bad news. We've discussed all this. We got to keep our fingers crossed because we got some news involving Saquon Barkley, and there's a lot going on, including no more coaching searches. The final decision has been made.
0: Live from the Twin Peak studios, Sports Radio 610 presents In The Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker.
3: The hits are lit here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610.
0: Playing all the hits. These are the hot stories of the day. You're listening to In the Loop with Houston's sports leader. Sports Radio 610. All right, so
3: we've been talking about Saquon Barkley. It might be all for nothing. Uh, Giants GM Joe Shane said Tuesday via uh, Charlotte Carroll of The Athletic uh, that he had a good conversation with uh, Saquon after the end of the regular season and that he plans to meet with the back's reps again at the scouting combine in Indianapolis. The Giants could use the franchise tag at a cost of over $12 million or sign him to a multi-year deal or let him hit the open market. I, I just always assume that the fact that they came to agreement uh, meant that they weren't going to franchise tag him. I, I really don't know, but... I. Where is your life going if you're Saquon Barkley on the New York Giants? Like your football life. Like let's let's pretend yeah. that you're not. Let's pretend that money is going to be similar. Like, what exactly are you getting with Brian Dable? And the arrow's pointing down. I mean, his defensive coordinator just cussed him out and left the yeah. building. Yeah. Like, what are you? What are you getting running it back with Daniel Jones? If you're Saquon Barkley? Yeah. No, Why would it, you want
8: to be there? It, it would be like. You know, like Dame Lillard in Portland. Like, you you see these examples oh, of that's guys a good example. <laughs> that, like, will stay in a place, and you're like, hey, are you sure about that? Yeah. You know, do you, are you sure you want to stay there with that? Uh, but know, even then, you knew Dame was going to be able to hoop uh, for a long you know, time. Yeah. Kevin Garnett staying in Minnesota for too long because they were paying him a lot of money. Like, this happens. People will like a place, and you're just like, oh, you sure? I don't know. Like, to me, I, I'm with you. It's a better situation to go not just to Texans but almost anywhere. But to stay there, like I I would think. But maybe there's something about being a Giant or being there or something that he he likes. I don't know. I don't think he cares about being a Giant anymore. New York, I don't know. It was cool when he came
4: into the league, but I don't think he cares about that anymore. When I heard that uh, about Saquon, I'm like, they said this exact same thing last year. Like, I bet you if we did a search... They were saying the same stuff about him. Uh, oh yeah, we're going to talk to him. We're going to get you know we're going to get this thing ironed out. If not, we'll uh, franchise tag him, and he's going to make twelve million dollars. Here's the thing: he's going to make money. He's going to make twelve million dollars, yeah. ten to twelve million dollars,
8: no matter what. At some point, he just wants to be competitive. Well, I, I, I wonder. Yeah. Like I don't know Saquon from anyone, but I do wonder how much is it he wants to be competitive. How much does he enjoy being the centerpiece? Because let's be frank about it: he's carrying them. Like he is. The, he is them. He is yeah, it. but that clock is ticking,
4: and he knows it, man.
8: The yeah. other thing is, though, like from their point of view, I mean,
3: I don't want to say you want to bottom out or anything like that, but what are they accomplishing? Are they just like trying to tread water? I mean, are you? what are you accomplishing by if you're the Giants franchise tagging Saquon Barkley? What's, yeah, what's being well, accomplished? I mean, the, try to win as many games as possible. It's, <laughs> it's
8: kind of the same argument of, that I was just making. Like, he is it. He's all you got. Like, if you, if you don't, now what you're doing? I guess you're hitting reset, obviously. Yeah. But he all they got. they The mistake they made, obviously, was with the quarterback. All right? We can just say that. They made the mistake with the quarterback. They should have probably let him go figure something else out. Investing, but they realize that now. Invest, and he realizes it. I think it's universal that investing in Saquon is, is, is wise and a decent decision based off of what Saquon can do. So I get the appeal of Saquon. I don't get everything else that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Everything around Saquon is what doesn't make sense.
4: I think he's in a place where he's had enough – he should. I think he's had enough.
8: He damn sure should be. Yeah,
4: yeah, and, and I think His this, back is hurting. This could be <laughs> – Back, shoulders, all the – This
3: could be like a total, like, I don't want to call it a revival, but, I mean, when Christian McCaffrey went to San Francisco, he had to have been like, hell yeah. 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 And I know the Texans haven't established themselves like San Francisco had, but it had to have been like, man, I got out of Carolina. And I, and I know the Giants, like, they're not as much of a disaster as Carolina, but there's, there's a limited shelf life there. Sure. He had to have been like, man, you know what? Mm-hmm. On days when I might have, uh, you know, been hurt, I'm going to go out there and play. I'm going to do everything I am. I'm, I'm so, I'm so happy to be in this environment. He's got to feel great about it. Mm-hmm. Potentially, yeah. But they could franchise tag him. I don't think the Texans are franchise tagging anyone. They're not going to franchise yeah. tag Gernard yeah, for the edge so. price. I don't think so. That's too much. There would only so. be one guy that I would consider franchise tagging. That's Shultz? it. Huh? Schultz? No. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> You've lost your mind. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I, I wouldn't friend Cam any. Johnston. That'd be the only one that I would consider. What's the tag number on that? It's one? low. Yeah. It's low. That, that might that be up. a good play. I like the. I, I actually yeah. like. I'm starting to fall in love with this Iowa punter, man. That hang time at the Senior Bowl <laughs> right now. We get. We can get us a punter like, like a young, nice little Iowa punter that's used to playing in six-three ball games. Uh, bad weather. Hey, bad weather guy. Man, five point
8: three million dollar man.
4: Oh it. my God! Strike, yeah.
8: strike you a deal with Cam Johnston, man. Yeah, I'm fine with Cam. Don't be don't be messing around with the weapon, I like call them. The weapon. I like messing around with the weapon. I like this
3: Iowa punter, though. Come on, man. Is he a weapon? He's a weapon. <laughs> He's been hitting him inside the five. That's Cody Stutz. Cody Stutz is out there at the yeah, senior bowl. Yeah, I see, I see
8: Cody
4: doing his thing. <laughs> doing the
8: groundwork, the footwork. Yeah, boost on the ground. I, I, nah, man, look. I I am not franchise tagging, no punter. What do you make of at the senior bowl? Another
3: guy who's got Texans fans like somewhat intrigued. Uh, and and he's and he's local ish. Tavondre Sweat of Man. of Texas, the Outland Award winner, uh, interior guy. He's listed at three seventy. He opted to not weigh in. Now he's moving around fine. He's making plays. He's bending guys backwards and stuff like that. Uh, John Harris, I got a report from John Harris yesterday, and John Harris is telling me, yeah, he 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 definitely got woke up yesterday. Do you not? Why do you think he's not standing on the scale? So you, is it because is it because he's gonna weigh four bills or how, what? How much did you say three seventy? Yeah, I think it was three sixty
8: two. Listen, I, I don't look the, te- the, way was the, at. the Texans are not. I don't think gonna have a shot at this guy.
3: But well, he is. A, they're he, making it sound like he might go in the second or third round because
8: he's a two down guy. Man, listen. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Yeah. If he is there. Oh, yeah. At the end of the first round, when the, when the Texas pick... 20, oh, you're going 20, like that? You want to go in the first round? You're going like man. that. listen.
3: Hell
4: no.
8: He, he d- would, d- d- depend, he d- would depend, free up Will
3: Now, Will Anderson ain't getting no doubles. If you put him shoulder to shoulder with Will Anderson, John, Will
8: Anderson ain't getting doubles. John, listen to me. I'm hearing. This man is 100 pounds more massive than your defensive tackles that you got now. I am familiar with his work. Like, he is a massive human being. I am familiar with his work. Like,
4: but... Uh, it, Brock it, Bowers falls
8: like, I'll tell you this Sanders okay. from Texas you, I would not I would not no. spin your coffee for that I, I'm <laughs> with you but, but listen This dude I, I will never forget this When the Texans played The Tampa Bay Buccaneers Great game right no. Finished the game uh, you, beta, might, you might have been, even been In the locker room Landry When this happened There was an offensive line
3: avo- I avoid where you were In the locker room Yeah there <laughs> in was that an, one.
8: But this was funny though there was a Texans offensive lineman who looked like he had seen a oh, ghost. Oh, I heard this story. Because of Vita Vea. Because yeah. Vita Vea looked like he was the size of this here studio we <laughs> yes. sit in. And like he had never seen anything like it. Yeah. I'm telling you, that that – to no, s- no, just strike that type of intimidation on an offensive line. is not all that physical on an NFL offensive line. A grown man who, <laughs> who himself is First massive. First round, though, man. No, I mean, not I'm not. Pretty. I'm not disputing. I'm just saying, like, that seems a lot. Maybe, maybe. But maybe. I mean, it's all. I, I, but I like the kid. I'm partial to Huntsville as well. If he's from it, he's from Huntsville. Sam, yeah. he's, I'm a Sam just State guy. It, it, it could be, a little, dude, it could be a little bit of that. Could be a little bit. but he is massive. He's, yeah. he's enormous,
3: man. I just felt like he's not moving around like someone who's like. But he doesn't want to stand on the scale. I'm like, damn, bro, you're three. Like what? Would you think less of him if he weighed 400 pounds or more? No, more. More. That's
4: like, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, like, like it's yeah, not like. To be able to do what he's doing. At, well, yeah. he's,
3: I'm seeing the highlights. I mean, obviously he didn't have like a good first day, but like. It if would, it if would someone be, that moves like that, if they stand on the scale and it says 400 instead of 360, like, what am I thinking? <laughs> like, I'll tell damn. you I am like thinking. almost like more in love. <laughs> I'll tell you
8: what it is for me. Confirmation bias. Yeah. That a man that big should not be moving like that. Yeah. And, and yeah, he's even bigger than I thought. He's four hundred pounds.
3: Yeah, Now, nah, that that would be that would. There be are so many guys major. that are going to slide to that day two. Day two is going to be like it, my one oh, of it's my, prime time, man. One of my favorite days of uh, of radio uh, in, in 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 like uh, of the entire year. There's there's a, there's like a handful, but that Friday after day one of the draft where you're reacting and then you're looking ahead your at the possibilities. Yeah, yeah. This guy slid like it, man. It that is heaven to me. That is like the most, especially now because last year especially for like, this team yeah because you you feel good you feel good about the the ceiling is that like fair to say like with, with C right? you feel good about or the floor the floor excuse me you feel good about the floor Both? yeah Both? there's not as much pressure it's not as intense it's not as crazy uh, as it's been it's, it's more so exciting because yeah. I don't think they have
8: to do anything yeah you feel good about the floor and like the way you open the show you feel good about the floor and you feel like the ceiling is what like the absolute ceiling as high as you can imagine you know especially if you yeah. make the right moves right man I'm thinking about sweat. What you said, yeah, no, double double teams, no, do no double teams, no double teams, Will Anderson already a problem off the edge. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing is like everybody
3: says, everybody says like he's a two down guy and I'm like, yeah, okay. Cause he can't get to the quarterback. But if you're pushing a 300 pounder into the quarterback, it kind of feels like that yeah. is like somewhat like, important. oh no,
4: that's what, that's what guys like Vita Vaya do. Yeah. Yeah.
8: No, he he is massive, strong, country, strong as hell, <laughs> man, and and got 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 some dog in him too, yeah, man. I, I feel like the physicality that the Texans did not show in moments when we wanted them to show it, he is a very good example of. it. And then you can make like if you do
3: that, like you you can make Malik Collins like. I mean, you can like get a rotation going, man. If if you get that D line rotation going, who yeah. knows? I don't know. I don't know when the kid goes. I think it's going to be really. There's a lot of guys like that. Where like where's Brock Bowers going? Where is Sweat going? Where are all these receivers? Like this receiver room. We know Marvis Harrison Jr. Then where are these other guys going?
8: Where are they falling? I mean, it is, it is absolutely insane. Oh, now I, I think about you, you. Look up, and all of a sudden your defensive line. You got a rotation going of Sweat. And then uh, Hassan Ridgway, who missed a lot of the season. He, he by far, their biggest defensive lineman. They did not have him for most of the time. He's coming back. All of a sudden, that's part of your rotation. You got Malik Collins in there, too, as the undersized guy, but actually makes things happen. Oh, yeah, man.
3: I'm loving it. And then you got to think Will Anderson's gonna take that next step. So
8: has to. There's we that get, get a counter, have an, yeah. have an additional move. Already real good bull. Run. He showed a
4: couple at the end of the season. He did.
8: Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. And, and does good. But, but him and Grenard are, are good with you know hand fighting and all of that. He, he at least seemed to get better with it. So yeah, yeah, man, I'm I'm very high on this team. I'd be shocked if like the free agents around the league are not looking at the Texans way, way, way different. Oh, they are. Which is why yeah. a Saquon Barkley should be – because you were in this position, that is why a Saquon Barkley should be in your sights. That is why a Derrick Henry should be in your sights. That is why a Mike Evans should be in your sights. That is why you should not be afraid to play video games with this Texans team right now.
4: Shopping at Whole Foods now, man. Why not, man? Yeah, you are. You ain't well, you I'm standing at hip. You're not at Aldi anymore. I'm standing at hip, bro. <laughs> no, well, either one. I'm standing at hip. Uh, you ain't filling your card at Whole
3: Foods, are you? I'm saying the Texans are shopping now. The Texans are shopping now. Yeah, but HEB is better. More,
4: more, well, what's the HEB upgrade one? The, the Central Market? Central Market. Same thing. They still got the same stuff. Yeah. Hey, listen, yeah. okay. I'm if staying I, at HEB. If, you're if, done I, with Aldi. If, all, saying, due this, with I, all due respect.
8: I take it is. With all due respect. If I jump a tax bracket, y'all going to know it. Because you're going to be shopping where? Yeah, look, I, I'm just saying, I, I, I'm going to look different. <laughs> okay. Where, wherever. I don't know because I ain't got the money That's yet. But right. I'm sure going to find out. I'm going to look a little different. Did you cut your hair? Yeah, man, I did that like. How'd you not know? I, like I asked you, figure You, four, said, you five. said I couldn't tell. Four or five months ago. Yeah, I thought you did. Yeah, yeah, I did. Oh, man. so you just did it? Yeah. <laughs> Almost close, man. It was it five was, months ago. It was heavy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Nah, it was
3: less than that, sir. Yeah, okay. yeah it, it was maybe, less maybe, than yeah, that, sir. Maybe
8: three or four, three or four months. ago. But it's ago. been a while. It's been a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made it that happen, did. man. Yeah, it was heavy. Good, good job, man. Yeah, man. Had to clean it up. Very
3: nice. Coming up. We've talked about the big-name receivers. We're going to hear some interesting stuff about them, including one of the biggest enemies in town, uh, politicking for one. But there's some under-the-radar guys and some some toys that I think Bobby Slowick would really enjoy. Lay it out for you next. All right, so the big names are, are obvious when it comes to the wide receiver position uh mike evans he was at the rockets game yesterday he's been going to rockets games for a while but um now mike evans is on the market it appears he's on his way out of tampa bay he's a local guy the texans got money so the name mike evans is thrown out there i'm gonna Mm -hmm. ask you and figgy this uh and loophole shout out to the loopholes if you listen you are one uh would you be down with mike evans uh with the texans and if so is there like a price like do you want to give Mike Evans – I know I know. there's a lot of – do you want to give Mike Evans a four-year deal?
4: See, that's the thing. He's 30 years old. I think he'll be 31 next year. Like he does 30, appear age change, but, but uh, that, that's – I mean, that is his best year in five years this year. Yeah. And he's always over a 1,000 yards. It
5: seems like he's not really slowing down. Yeah. Because you could have said that about DeAndre Hopkins where you could kind of see him slowing down a little bit, but mm-hmm. I haven't seen Mike Evans really slow down like that. And he had Baker Mayfield.
4: Yeah, no, I, I, I'm I in the same place with Mike Evans as I am with uh, Derrick Henry. You do it, I'm in. It's going to be, uh, you know, we'll see how he plays out. I think he's going to be fine for at least one year. I mean, look at the year he just had. But wouldn't be my top, top priority right now.
3: Okay. So, yeah, I'm, I mean, if, it, if it's a two-year deal, if it's a one-year deal, maybe. I, I don't know yes. that it's like a huge thing. Uh, A.J. Brown could be traded. Uh, This is another one we've seen him traded out of the division in the last couple of years things have gotten kind of weird with him he like scrubbed his social media of Eagle stuff which I I mean you'll hear his explanation in a second doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me Uh, but this was him with Kay Adams this is AJ Brown uh, another name that's being mentioned might cost you your uh, first round pick. Um, A.J. Brown or perhaps a second one. I, I don't know, but here's A.J. Brown with uh, Kay Adams talking about the trade rumors.
10: Gotta address this because it's everywhere. Why does Twitter have this wild idea that you're getting traded? I don't know.
8: I don't know, you know. Maybe they know something I don't know.
10: I mean, have you heard anything about this? Is this like a media
5: thing? Like, where is it? It's everywhere. I'm sure you've seen it.
8: You know, I, uh, you know, i kind of been through this before, you know. Well, I'm a vet, you know. Uh, so, you know, I remain quiet and, you know, uh, If something happens, I'll be waiting by the phone and not, then I'll be right
10: here. I'm getting all sorts of messages on YouTube. Why would they trade him? They wouldn't trade him. That's so messed up. Media this, media that because it's Twitter. Are you happy where you are? And I think people are pointing to this because they saw you
8: scrubbed your Instagram. Yeah, that had nothing to do with with football or, you know, that's me um, just trying to grow as a person. You know, I'm just trying to, you know, block out any negativity
5: that uh, that I can. As you see, as one of the reasons why, you know. So, um, yeah.
3: All right, um, AJ Brown as a potential trade. That seems a little
4: bit. That's a hard pass for me. Hard pass. Hard pass. Yeah, I
3: mean, you're trading a first or second round pick for. Not only that, 26 years old though.
4: First round pick, second round pick, and maybe something else. His cap hit is ridiculous. it's gonna prevent you from doing other things it goes thing- from twelve million to twenty six million to forty one million yeah
3: his cap hit and and he's he's unhappy in Philly I mean I, I know Good, that i got mean I'm sorry about that going on. no no but, <laughs> but my thing is like if you're unhappy there what what's the bar well that too like what do you want what's the bar like it's one thing to be unhappy in uh I don't know like like name a crappy situation, but you're unhappy there that's kind of I mean, I know it's bad. It ain't that bad, sir. You had a Super Bowl last year. Yeah. Playoffs. <laughs> he was there. Yeah, you're there. Uh, second team all pro. I, I, I and you're I, doing It good. sounds
4: weird saying hard pass. It's that cap hit and the draft capital. Yeah, it, it
3: kind of takes away what we're excited yeah. about right now yes, with the Texans. Exactly. It's like you're basically just going all in. Uh on that. Then there's T. Higgins. Uh, T. Higgins is going to be on the market with the Bengals. Uh, T. Higgins, this is interesting. Uh, Deshaun Watson, he was on the uh the um podcast with uh Quincy Avery. Um Man, <laughs> who is this guy? Here's Deshaun Watson uh, pushing for T Higgins. I did not know this was Deshaun at first. I, I, what's going on here?
5: Brown, she go ahead and grab my dog, T. Hey, hello. Hey, up with us, man? We just <laughs> over here. I know you was down the road with family ties. You know, Avery, pray to say, get the ball. We want to pass the ball. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. like, you know, that, that's that's what we're going to do. We're going to pass a lot, you know what I'm saying, to Chubb and Fordham. He ain't got to leave the state. He ain't got to leave the state. And we're going <laughs> to take care of you. The Cleveland fans <laughs> going to love you. They're going to love you to death. And we got the Clemson ties. We didn't get to play with each other, but this is our opportunity. So, like, man, come on over to the land, man. <laughs> we get laid you over know, I'm telling you, you, see, you already know what's yeah. up.
3: Okay. Um, all right. That, well, come on over. That's a Lockerverse podcast. I'm so glad this guy is not here. Oh, my
4: gosh. I mean, because
3: his his lack of awareness and his lack of understanding, and by the way, I'm a no-go on T. Higgins, too. I think T. Higgins is a guy who's good, but I think he's kind of like Christian Kirk, where unless you're just extremely desperate and you're Jacksonville and you have no options, Mm -hmm. you're basically going to have to pay the guy like he's the number 1 receiver and he's never really been a number 1 receiver. And I think even at his best, he could have a year like Christian Kirk did, but eventually it's going to look a little bit... You know why? Like the, the best move the Jags made was the low, but was the buy low on Calvin Ridley. Yeah, the, the, Calvin the, Ridley's their number one now.
4: The Christian Kirk thing is a good example. Even though Kirk has been more than fine, yeah, uh, he, he's been no, more no, than, he's but really good. But that was a huge risk. But Ridley's better. He, yes, and hey, that was like that was like a buy low thing. Yeah, and the thing about the wide receiver position, I'm kind of just coming to grips with this as we're sitting here, uh, you know, talking it out, so to speak. I think part of the reason that I'm in on the running backs not to rehash that but just to yeah. just to explain ah, it. Rehash it all day. In, in, in on the running backs, you got to apologize for bringing up running backs with me. <laughs> more you so know who than, you're talking to. More so than anything and in on the interior of the second and third level of the defense is because we have proof this year what they can do, what do the kids like to say? A mid yeah. uh with a mid receiver. Yeah. We have proof like there's tangible yeah. proof. Yeah, and they and they and they you know? and, and they're they're still developing. So give me
3: a mid, yeah. You got Nico, and you got you got Tank Dell. You're feeling good, and then you can figure something out with someone else. I'm with you, like the the T Higgins thing. I'm I'm good on that. That's I, I think he's a good player. I don't think it's like desperate enough to wear. like I don't I don't blame Jacksonville for doing what they did with Christian Kirk. I'm just using the example that the best move they made was when they bought low on Calvin Ridley. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't think the T Higgins thing would make sense. I'm I'm just really glad that we don't have a clueless face of the franchise like Deshaun Watson. First of all, buddy, they can't afford to overpay him probably because they're paying your ass 55-60 million guaranteed. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Second of all, we want to pass the ball a lot? The hell are you saying? Y'all haven't even hired an OC yet. So you're saying what y'all want to do? <laughs> He's what he wants I've to do? I've seen you throw the last 2 years. You don't want to throw a lot. <laughs> and oh by the way, you have one of the best running backs in the league and Nick Chubb coming back. Mm-hmm. I would
5: probably like to run the ball a little bit. Yeah. What what is and, what, what and is, they do got an OC? They got Ken Dorsey. Yeah, so I don't know. But, what but the when hell he did he this, when
3: he said this, they didn't.
5: Oh, okay,
3: um, okay. Yeah, when he said this last week, they did not have an OC. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm very I'm I'm very confused. Man, he by is this whole he is embraced. And this the entire, podcast thing, yeah. that, this is not going well for them.
5: He
4: no, it's not. He's embraced. That I didn't recognize n- that either. All new personality. I've never heard him like
5: that. I didn't know he had the southern accent like that. I did that. not either. I did not know that. Jeez. Um.
3: But yeah. So no go on. Uh. On that, so so I think the the, as we talk this out here on in the loop, on Sports Radio six ten, Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig with you here on Houston Sports Leader Sports Radio six ten. Like as we talk this out, here would be my thing. I'm looking at if if you want to draft a receiver, go ahead and draft a receiver. And even if you want to go with like a Mike Evans or something like that, that's cool. But there's a couple of sleeper guys on the market that I think the Texans should consider looking at i got another one to add to your
4: list i got two
3: yeah i got i got the third i got two and and, and think of these guys more as not necessarily one or two receivers think of these guys as like no disrespect better options than john Metchie and xavier hutchinson that's not disrespect no disrespect no, that's okay not disrespect better
11: options yeah
3: one of them is a guy that i don't know why i like this guy so much i just have a lot of love for him I think the Texans could use a slot receiver. You can run a lot of gadget plays with this guy. He was kind of in a tough situation in that he signed with his former team, and then his former team completely stocked up at wide receiver. Cedric Wilson. Mm-hmm. He restructured his contract in Miami to where Cedric Wilson's going to be on the market. Uh, he can throw. You can run reverses with him. So I know Bobby Slowick would like to run reverses with Cedric Why Wilson. Um I think Cedric Wilson should be someone they should look at in the slot. And that would put John Mechie in a really tough spot because I think Cedric Wilson's already a way better player. And, oh, by the way, he played for Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel likes him. They're just – I mean, they got Waddle. They got Tyreek Hill. They got too many damn wide receivers. But Cedric Wilson, very cheap. He would be someone I would look at. That would be number one.
4: I saw your list before the show, and I'm just going to be completely honest. I was like, Cedric Wilson? Yeah. And then I looked and dug in a little bit. It's a good slot receiver. And man. what you said really Underrated. jumped out at me where he played. Like, where, where he played, kind of like,
3: all right. He can throw. Yeah. He can run. He's a good slot guy. He can get open. I feel like there's some unrealized potential. He just kind of got in a tough spot where, oh, you sign me and then you trade for Tyreek yeah, Hill. Ouch. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Well, not very many footballs to go around there. No, by the way, they can run the Rock. The other one. Bobby, if you want to run reverses,
4: (laughs) I got the guy for you, Bobby, if you want to run
3: reverses and you want to get someone that you can put in the slot and perhaps go deep with, how about Devin DuVernay with the Baltimore Ravens? This, he would be your kick returner. He would be your punt returner. He's a guy that is actually fast. He's a little bit explosive. You're no longer running reverses with tank Dell, which I I think we should probably like minimize that type of situation. Mm -hmm. Um, Devin Duvernay would be another guy that I th- that I would look at. Cedric Wilson and Devin Duvernay—that's kind of like the the bargain list for me.
4: That that is that is bargain more of a bargain than the one that I've kind of been keeping an eye on. Uh, as as we're looking at all these wide receiver options, I I would love Duvernay. Uh, there is no question about that because of the vers. Oh, I sound like Bill O'Brien? Uh oh. Because yeah, of the versatility, uh, but also because of the explosiveness, and that's what I am looking for is a guy like that. There is a free agent in Buffalo. It's a bleep show right now in Buffalo, Mm -hmm. and he's going to be not Mike Evans necessarily. He's never caught more than 48 passes in a season, but he's 24 years old and explosive as hell. You know who I'm talking about, I think. Gabe Davis. Yeah, Gabe
3: Davis is good, man. Man. Seems like he's always making a good play. I don't know how they would let him get away. He was real good in the playoffs. He's a free agent. Couple years ago, he had like four touchdowns. He's a free agent.
4: Yeah, like four touchdowns. He's a touchdown machine. Look look at these numbers. I just called him up. He's had 45 catches, seven of them for touchdowns. Last year, 2022, 48 catches, seven for touchdowns. He is an explosive free agent, uh, and he might want out. He might want out over there if you if you you know they're not going to franchise tag him if if you can uh, uh, get somebody like that younger, explosive, touchdowns, just tapping that potential. Yeah, I like him and, a lot. And,
3: and I think I think the the theme of what we're looking at is speed.
4: Yes, speed,
3: big like, time, and unrealized potential. Bar. Like there's there's going to be options at wide receiver in, in day one or two, but like Slovak clearly likes to run reverses.
4: You can do that with Gabe Davis too. Yeah, and 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 he's, he's an explosive guy. Yeah, he's a
3: he's a really good player. Um, I don't know what his. I mean, he, he could probably, um, you know, be talking eight figures for sure with him. But I mean, if you're talking about Evans, Brown, all this, Higgins, the, the Gabe Davis option will be interesting. I'll, I'm I'm intrigued to see how Buffalo handles that. Uh, and then you have the the Cedric Wilson, uh, Devin Duvernay. Uh, which I just laid out. Landry Larkin, John Lopez, uh, Figgy Fig with you. I I asked at the start of the show, is uh, is it fair to throw out Super Bowl when talking about the Houston Texans? Joe Burrow made it in his second season. These elite teams, they got a lot of question marks. Is it fair to even throw out the two words Super Bowl in this year-to-year league where anything can happen when talking about the
4: Houston Texans and where we could be a year from now? I think it's unfair to not consider that as a possibility. Like seriously, like I'm not Mr. You know Homer and all that. If you listen to the show, you know I'm not. Uh, but if you don't think the Texans are going to be in the mix, uh, especially after free agency and uh, and the draft, in the conversation with that quarterback and that head coach and the season that they just had, uh, I I don't know how you wouldn't be uh, it, at least like okay, keep an eye on the Texans, you know, if they make a run. But yeah, it's so it's absolutely fair, absolutely.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I don't think there's, I don't think there's like a a clear path for the Texans, and I think that's a good thing. Like, there's not, there's not like one clear path. Like, in the past, it was, well, they got to get a tackle, they got to get a corner, you got to figure out, there's just like so many possibilities, and there's so many ways, like when you look at these elite teams, the Texans, you, you, can, you, you can take some of what the Texans have, whether it's. Uh, the the 49ers system that they're trying to put in place whether it's the elite quarterback whether it's the potential to invest at running back whether it's Joe burrow taking the next step which CJ Stroud could take like there's just so many paths like there's not there's not just one route for the Texans and that's where y- you talk about the chiefs and how year one of this stretch they were a finesse track meet type of team and now they're basically like it's a wrestling match every time you face them. The ability to evolve, the ability to adapt, the ability to adjust is something that it seems like the Texans have, mm-hmm. and they have the opportunity to only increase
4: that yeah. in the short term. You've talked about how cool it is not to be talking about coaching searches. I think it's really cool not to be talking about, We'll just throw a dart at the draft board because they need it. Uh, I think there's only a couple of positions where you have to draft a player. I think running back is one of them, even if you sign a running back, and I think tight end. Is the other one where you have to draft at that position? Young guy, maybe develop. Whether he's complimentary to Dalton Schultz or whatever. Everywhere else, you can you can do either. You can draft. You can go free agency. There's going to be players available. Uh, so it, it, that those are the different paths that you can take. Are you going to draft at this position? Are you going to free you know sign a free agent, or are you going to do both? I mean, it's crazy.
3: On the text line, uh the three four six uh, in response to your uh, Gabe Davis uh, says that he's over. Rated as hell, not reliable besides big play, disappears 80% of the time.
4: How high is he rated? He's not high, highly rated. <laughs> like, That's why I put like, him on this list. I, like, it's he's not in that. Like, what are what are you like? How highly rated is Gabe Davis? And are you like, saying all like, he, he's
3: like a good number, a
4: really good number two or three? Right? Well, I'll look it up I, where he's ranked in one Free Ace. Not real high. Yeah, I, I don't uh, know. Like, what is like how highly rated is Gabe? And Davis? by the way, he's also saying all he does is score touchdowns. I've heard that before.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that before. Yeah, I mean he's he's coming off making. Two point seven million. He's he's battle tested. He's he's twenty four years old. That's what I'm saying. Um, like, how, is he supposed to get a bit payday? Or something? I don't think so. Like, how, at, how highly right rated? <laughs> how highly rated I didn't is think he? So either. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm not hearing his I name like a lot. I like him a lot. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 I, he's one. Is of he those better guys, than Mechie. He's. I, he's, <laughs> I mean, you your two best your two best receivers, and if you want to throw Mechie in there, they're all on their rookie deal, so you, you can afford to splurge. I mean, it's, I, you're not giving him.
4: $15 million a year or something like that. I don't know how highly rated Gabe Davis is. NFL, uh, top 10 wide receivers have him at number seven. Okay. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it seems fair.
4: Yeah. Just ahead of Tyler Boyd, uh, K.J. Osborne, and Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he's kind of that, not value, because he is going to get paid. Well, he's it could a big be unrealized guy. potential, though. Yes, exactly. He could, you know, like I said, 45 and 48 catches, that's good, but that's not... You know, spectacular. I think he could go, and at 24 years old, they can go even higher.
3: The other thing about this, and this is just me putting myself in Gabe Davis's shoes, man. He's from Florida. He's Warm from weather UCF. Guy? Man, I, I don't want to be in Buffalo anymore. Yeah. I'm sorry. I got to go.
4: Yeah. And I think it's kind of a mess. Uh, yeah, there. Buffalo's interesting.
3: They're still really, really good. But, yeah, I don't, I don't look at Gabe Davis uh, uh, overrated at all. I think that's, that's really weird uh landry locker john lopez figgy fig with you maybe it's a, a fantasy thing though. could be a fantasy thing um, might have burned you oh that's your fault yeah this is one of those guys who like waited to draft a wide receiver he's like no i'm not gonna take jamar chase yeah
11: uh, no nah, I'm, I'm
4: gonna stand out on uh cooper cup
3: uh no nah, you know a texter
4: said exactly what you're talking about oh he did he's ranked high in fantasy i'll bet that opinion was fantasy based <laughs> i go. Oh,
3: uh, you know, Tyree Killna. I'm gonna go with Tyree nah, I'm gonna go with the uh, tight end. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think Gabe Davis has wr one value. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> go with him. He and then have watched him he in sucks. the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden he sucks, man. Sorry about that, man. Sorry you lost that bread. Yeah. Coming up, lunchtime confessions. There's a name that is being mentioned for the Texans that I, I just gotta say no thanks to. I gotta say no thanks really? to. Plus, there's a term. Last year, it was positional value. There's a new term when it comes to talking about the you-know-what position that makes my blood boil. <laughs> lunchtime Confessions next. Watch this.
1: These are my confessions.
3: Lunchtime Confessions. We confess our sins to you, the loophole. Shout out to the loopholes. If you listen, you are one. Some of these confessions have to do with sports. Some have nothing to do with sports, but we're transparent with you 24-7. Let it hang a little bit lower during Lunchtime Confessions. It is time to confess
1: this. These are my confessions. I
4: just ate my sandwich like Landry Locker eats everything what do you mean Figgy in one break I ate my entire bologna and Colby Jack cheese scarfed sandwich. it down like he was in jail scarfed it down and do you know Bulls. why this is my confession what's that there is nothing as good and bad as The smell of pizza in the hallways of your office, yeah. Like, I went to the bathroom in the last segment, yeah, I was like,
5: it. Oh man, a lot of pizza.
3: that's gonna
4: And it just gets you like, What
5: so- kind is it? I didn't even go over there. Is
3: it Hut? Is it? Did they go Hut, Domino's, Papa John's? I'm not, sure. I, there. There, so I'm not sure, I ain't been over there. I'm not sure, I can tell just by smelling. I'll,
5: All right, I'll, go, I'll go, go smell, All and right.
4: I'm gonna make this point. I I love it, but man, I was like, I refuse to go. I refuse to go. I got in here last segment, I ate a whole sandwich in like. A minute, it was like, <laughs> and it's because of that damn pizza smell. It's hot, it's hot. I'm okay. just glad
8: you said something because I haven't eaten lunch yet, dude. And I was gonna go, go look, some money.
4: let's see if it's hot. Bring some, that's man. hot. Bro. We'll, we'll check his work. That's how it's a pizza, sure. but that's like, there's like it's awesome, but there's nothing worse because it makes you just pig out.
3: See, I eat fast, but I ain't like smacking it around. I don't like drop crumbs and stuff. No, well, I don't either. I'm a prisoner, man.
4: You, yeah, it's that uh, eating like my jail experience, yeah. Child time. I never bro. eat fast.
3: Keep your head down and eat before we hit the yard, man.
4: Dude, I never eat fast. I, I just realized I ate that whole sandwich. You want in your cornbread?
6: <laughs>
5: Trust me, you don't. Ain't
4: nobody taking my
3: cornbread.
6: Those are gonna be some consequences
4: and repercussions.
6: <laughs> so
3: my trigger words for the off season last year it was positional value when talking about the running back. This year, it's system fit. Oh, Lord. I just... I Look, I, I'm sure a lot of the loopholes... Shout out to the loopholes. If you listen, you are one. I respect your opinion as much as anyone's. And I, I don't... I'm not one of these guys who takes a guy who watches the tape and el- put his opinion up here. A lot mm-hmm. of times, I'll roll my eyes at that. Yeah. But... Let's quit talking about system fit. I heard That's all I heard last year about Damian Pierce.
4: Yeah.
3: Was system fit, system fit, system fit, system fit. Seth made a good case for Derrick Henry as a system fit, and it mm-hmm. seems like a lot of the copycats are saying he wouldn't be a system fit. I, I thought Seth laid out the really yeah. good case. Yeah. But then I'm hearing guys say, "Oh, well, you know, this guy's not a system, this guy's a system fit. 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 To quote the late LeVar Ball. Wait, is he still alive? He's still alive. Okay. To quote LeVar Ball, <laughs> stay in your lane. System fit these nuts. You are a hater. Watch this.
4: Was Damian this Pierce a system? That's what I kept hearing last year.
3: Uh, yeah. Oh, he's going to fit perfect. Was it Pizza Hut?
4: Yeah, yeah, it's the hood. Yeah, you, he
3: got it. I, I, That's I amazing. It. Yeah, I can smell that. Because Papa John's has more. You garlic. didn't see it? No, no, I swear. Papa John's has more garlic. Like mm-hmm. Papa John's is more like garlic intense. Mm-hmm. Pizza Hut, yeah. you can kind of smell the cheese and the and the stuff in between. I have Domino's, never been more impressed. Domino's is more like a burnt, like a burnt ish smell. Yeah, like Domino's does not like. It is have the the, the yeah. Domino's a, smell is not as strong as Pizza Hut or Papa John's.
4: Papa John's is the strongest smell. Pizza Hut is You're the smell. You're speaking another language because pizza smells like pizza to me. But, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's a
3: whole <laughs> You know thing, what the I The only go for one it.
5: that's distinct to me is Papa John's. They, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 They Do, you kinda, like
3: that? Do you like that garlic sauce?
5: Uh, I used to back in the day. Wow. Right. Yeah, I used to back in the day. Right. I was. I could go for a square slice from my school. My Two slices. Yeah. The
3: pepperoni sauce, yeah, the, sauces, the those, little squares. Oh, that was
4: on Fridays, yeah. too, right?
3: Yeah. Why don't you stop by a school tomorrow and go go get me a slice?
4: <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna happen. Just go in the school, see what they say to you. What's up, kids? <laughs> <laughs> Can I cut real quick? I gotta get to work. You got seventy-five cents. How much did your lunch cost? I think mine was seventy-five cents. I think it was one one ten
3: or one eighty-five. It's pretty cheap. Mine might have been fifty cents. It was but the, but, 50 the, or but the extra slice was a dollar if you wanted to get two slices. The lunch ladies love me, man. Square pizza is the best. The lunch ladies that that was like my mom's like pride because they they used to the the lunch they used to always go. Your son is such a nice boy, and all the teachers that actually deal with me all the time like, are no, like, he's not. Yeah. No, no, he's, he's not. not. <laughs> no, he's not. He's a pos." All right.
4: So, I was really disappointed last night in seeing Mike Evans at a Rockets game because I knew what was coming. Yeah, he's I, always there, though. He he lives in Galveston. He's whole, does he live there? He I don't know if he still does, but he lived there as of a couple of years ago. Uh, he lived in Galveston at least. He's in the off season chilling he's a Rockets fan he goes to a Rockets game and my man B Scott even fell into it oh what does this mean come home Mike come home I'm like dude this he could have done this last year he did the year before the year before that the year before that but because he was at a Rockets game last night I just slapped my forehead figuratively speaking and said oh lord I know what's coming
1: My I got to
3: confess this. I, I like J.J. Watt on Pat McAfee does nothing for me. What? It's not. What? It's not like I, I don't like I can go without even knowing anything that he said more, more times than not. Like, it's not like a, and I'm, I'm kind of surprised. It's not like a go back and check out and hear what J.J. said. It's just blah for me. Yeah. I kind of think J.J. is kind of just adopting and, it, and it's his first year. He's adopting like the over meathead player like Angle that I just think is kind of a little bit of an eye roll. However, yesterday during his visit, man, I was so proud of Pat McAfee. I got to confess, <laughs> I was so proud of Pat McAfee because I thought this was just me. And I thought this was one of those things where I say something and I'm on an island of my own and um whatever. You remember on Monday when Seth was throwing out the uh, kicking stats with with, uh, the Lions kicker.
4: Yeah. forty whatever. And then I immediately. 45 to 50 yards.
3: I immediately, and I guess I was incorrect. I I said, man, those numbers, uh, that doesn't make sense. I don't even think that's true. Mm -hmm. But I also said to you guys, man, I feel like I've heard like 45 different numbers about this kicker. Yes. Apparently, I'm not the only one. This was McAfee and his crew. And they said the exact same thing. I don't know how many different variations of stats I've seen from this kicker, but listen to them. I got to confess, this was the most significant J.J. Watt visit because it fit my agenda. Well,
9: Isn't his career average from that distance
3: 54%? I've heard everywhere from 70%, 70-something percent to Thank 50 something percent. 45, I heard. Last, last three seasons. Were, yeah. was it- Thank you. <laughs> I'm telling you, I heard. I, I've seen these kicking stats laid out like 35 different ways. Yeah, a 46 yarder is a 46 yarder. Kick the damn ball. Just That's kick two it. times. And th- and this is I, I saw. I've seen all these articles talking about it, and it's like it doesn't have to be one or the other when it comes to analytics.
4: Um, uh, well, and any and and isn't that also when you kind of throw out analytics, you have to kick a field goal? Yes. Like you, you got to kick a field goal there. Yes. Watch this. My Another Texas coach interviewing for a coordinator job. I gotta admit, I forgot about I forgot he existed. Okay. Did you see this? I didn't. I forgot this guy existed. The Miami Dolphins are interviewing Chris Kiffin for their defensive coordinator job. Good for him. Have we ever mentioned Chris Kiffin's name? No. What's a first? It helps to be working for D'Amico Ryans and have the last name Kiffin. That's a first. That's all I'm saying.
1: Watch this. These are my confessions.
3: I'm not into uh, DeAndre Swift as an option for the Texans. I, I don't like dislike what DeAndre Swift has done, but I'm just not – I know he had a, D, a good year for the Eagles. That's just not really where I'm at. I, I – I, Maybe they'll see something that I don't. I'm just not really I'm not into this DeAndre Swift option when we're talking about running backs. Maybe they'll like him. I just I'm not The Lions moved on from him and it seemed like their run game got better. He goes to Philadelphia. Stuff hits the fan. not necessarily his fault. Of all the names we're throwing out there at running back, I gotta confess DeAndre Swift doesn't do it for me.
4: I'm gonna go I'm gonna do the full uh texture thing from earlier. I like him because he was real good to me in fantasy football. <laughs> he really was. He was a he was a good get as a as a later as a later round pick. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm in on him. Obviously I'm not uh as much as some of these other cats, but I I think he's got a lot of value. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Watch this. These are my confessions. Hard pass on AJ Brown trade talk. Hard pass. I don't even want to consider it. He's awesome. He is really 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 good. He is a game breaker. He can do all kinds of things. He also has 12 million, 26 million and 41 million dollar cap hits the next 3 years. They they can do better than that. They, they he would be great if he, but not at that price. Watch this. I think my new pet peeve when
3: people are talking sports, uh, I saw saw an article on this the other day. I think it was on like BSM or something, is calling the opposing argument a lazy argument. You disagree with it, but I don't know what lazy argument is. That's a lazy type. That's a lazy argument. I forgot what it was. I think they were talking about the analytics or something. And it's like, okay, first of all, I think you're kind of misrepresenting what the actual person is saying. And it's a little bit too much. Like that—that's a lazy take, or that's a lazy argument. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm waiting for you to like. Uh, when someone says that, I want you to just go run a marathon and record your opinion while you do that. Like, do, <laughs> like go go do CrossFit or something while you do it. Like I don't know. Like it's a lazy take, and and usually the person who like. Like just say you disagree. Like don't be don't be a turd and a weasel and say like lazy take.
5: And I haven't. I got to write three paragraphs for not be lazy. I don't
3: get it. And and then the person who says it, it's like that's not like some sort of big nuance and insight. So so like, and and I haven't I haven't been told that or anything like that. I'm sure I'm I'm sure you can might make a case for it, but I just don't like just that kind of dialogue. That there. That's a lazy take, and you don't know anything about football. Is like the biggest like those
4: people that say that you just just cut them off. They're crutches. Cut them off. They're crutches. You don't know anything about like they football. They saw it. They saw it somewhere in the internet. I mean, How many years you played to- in the league? Right. Exactly. Oh,
3: okay. Okay. That's a lazy There's, take. It's Why not don't just, you coach the team?
4: It's not just that one. Like, there are a lot of things that people see on the internet and say, oh, I'm going to use that next time I disagree with someone. Yeah. Like, like it's a lazy take. It's very condescending. Like, man, what, but it's like, what, yeah. what, are, you, what are you
3: saying? Yeah. Like, what, did I, what, what did I need to do? Did I need to do 100 push-ups and, like, 35 <laughs> don't, burpees don't to tell lazy. you? Like, don't be lazy. What is that? Exactly. It's just, it irks me. Confessions here on In The Loop, Sports Radio
4: 610.
1: Watch this.
4: This is not something to say over the air, and I maybe I'll get. Well, you're to, doing it right now. In trouble oh, or, oh, or, no. or or fired for it? I might or, have to sit this one uh, out or whatever. Well, yeah, I think you're uh, you're in the you're in the ballpark too. Um, I had to leave our big all-company meeting yesterday. Okay, after an hour. Oh, you did. Okay. When I heard it, what oh, you too- missed? Yeah, me. you missed your award. <laughs> you they they were, had to give it to somebody <laughs> else. They're about thirty percent. That's what I was gonna say. When I heard it was almost three hours, I went whoo, am I glad I missed the rest of that meeting? It was important. It was good. Uh, some good. Uh, and, and and I was like, three hour? Nah, man. I'd rather deliver this uh, Traeger grill from Texas Star Grill Shop yeah. to one of our listeners who won it. Shout out to those guys. They were awesome. When was the last time we had a three hour meeting?
3: Um, I don't know. Uh, probably like daily with our old boss. <laughs> Him basically telling us his life story.
4: Let me tell you about radio
3: here we go baby yeah that was probably it
4: so you stayed for the whole three 245 whatever it was?
3: i did i did i did yeah. yeah it was awesome dude it was great i learned a lot
4: uh coming up you might want to use the odyssey app, odyssey app go back to 10 a.m Come,
3: uh coming up bobby slowick
4: <laughs> uh let's
3: let's uh relive our time with bobby slowick he's back man we didn't think this was possible bobby slowick's back uh let's relive uh, conversation we had with the Texans offensive coordinator next
0: live from the Twin Peaks studios sports radio 610 presents in the loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker
3: Bobby Slowick staying he ain't going nowhere let's hear from him he's a friend of ours one of our best friends I would say. He's one of our top five best friends um on the show I might be exaggerating a little bit I'll show let friends. you decide yeah I'll let you decide this is Bobby Slowick who ain't going nowhere. Shout out to Wolf of Wall Street. This is our time with Bobby Slowick, who said he was shell-shocked his first game against the Baltimore Ravens. Here's Bobby.
12: Yeah, I think, you know, nothing will make you grow up faster than a little bit of pressure, you know, so that, that's part of it. Um, and he puts a lot of pressure on himself. Um, and, you know, it's really an impetus for a lot of growth for him. Um, and then, coming from college and and anytime you get someone that comes from college and they had an immense amount of success, like eventually in the NFL, and usually it happens in training camp, the boat gets rocked and it gets rocked hard and how you handle that determines like a lot of, a lot of things going forward. And I just, you could just tell from the day CJ walked in the building that whenever that was, whenever that happened, he was going to handle it the right way and the way we all wanted him to handle it. And he was just going to dedicate all the time needed and have the right attitude to push through it and push forward um, and grow from it. And he did that. And, and to be honest with you, that's really our whole offense. You know, it's, it's a microcosm of our whole offense, including me. Um, you know, I, I would say that first game against Baltimore, my boat got rocked a little bit in some areas. And then, you know, what's the impetus for growth? How do we change things? How do we fix things? How do we adjust things as a group? So we can really keep building on this week to week to week. Uh, I would say, you know, that's a pretty good way of describing our offense right now.
3: How would, how would you, how'd your boat get rocked in Baltimore?
12: Uh, A lot of different ways, you know, Uh, you know, there was some stuff that was, you know, more personal as far as, you know, just play call timings, what you're calling and when things like that. But then there's also stuff you learn as a coaching staff. Uh, Hey, we need to make sure we approach this certain thing this way in the course of a game. Oh, and there's stuff you learn as an offense that maybe even occurs between the ball being snapped. Hey, we got to make sure we tighten this up and you guys are able to offic- uh, efficiently operate and get in and out of the huddle in this way, in this fashion with this speed so that we can put pressure on the defense and get this coverage. You know, there's, there's just, there's so many things, honestly, it, it'd be like a laundry list. Um, but I think from that point on, the offense is like really kind of taking strides and in, in having a, a very clear vision across the board of what we want to be and where we want to go.
3: Bobby yeah. Sloak with us here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610, Landry Locker, John Lopez. Uh, how involved were you? And I know you're not going to tell me everything. How involved were you in the process of deciding to, to go with CJ Stroud? It seems like you like him a lot. It seems like it would make sense that if you're going to bring in an offensive guy with a defensive coach, that he would have some sort of a say, how, how passionate were you about that process and, and how much of a resource were you?
12: Yeah. I mean, you know, i I did evaluate really every offensive player, um, that we had on our draft board in the draft and quarterbacks were being a, were a part of that, obviously. And we had a lot of conversations about it. And that was, you know, as an offensive staff, and that was with the personnel department and, and D'Amico and Nick who ultimately are making the decision, but I, I don't think you would find anyone in our building and, and in that process that wouldn't have, that wasn't just ecstatic uh, to, to get CJ and get him here. And then ever since he's been here, he's done nothing but prove uh, to be everything we hoped he was. And, and, even outside the building like and I've said this endlessly but I, I really mean it like the time he dedicates to his craft outside the building is huge and it shows up on Sundays and it shows up in him being voted a captain uh and it, it I mean everyone on the team notices it and I really think that's why he's able to do what he's doing right now. You were a 5 foot
4: 10 coaches kid and you worked really hard and played wide receiver. Were you sneaky fast? Uh-huh. Were you sne- did you have to separate speed? Were you sneaky fast?
12: Yep. I was. I was sneaky fast and sneaky quick. I was, I was both, <laughs> but I, I was not very heavy a, at all. You know, I'm about five ten. Uh, and at the time I was playing college football, I think the heaviest I got was one seventy on the dot. So I was, I was pretty much Tank Dell, but like half his speed. <laughs> okay. uh, and, That'll and, work. But at, but for what I was playing, I was pretty. Tough. So your PFF grade
4: was what then?
12: Uh, I would say where I was at, the PFF grade was pretty high. I, I would probably give it like, I don't know, an 89.7. All right. Seven. Okay. Uh, All right. You know, I'll give it a, a solid number. I think if I would have, you know, maybe moved up a division there, that thing would have plummeted. Okay.
4: Uh, one other thing here that Landry and, and my kids always give me a hard time. You Is it just the three brothers or do you have any other siblings?
12: Uh, three, yeah. I have two brothers and a sister. And a sister. Okay. Yep.
4: Well, they always give me a hard time and say that uh, I have a favorite kid. Uh, and, my, and my kids always say uh, he does, by that, the way. That, that, that my middle son is my favorite kid. Who's the favorite kid in your family?
12: That's a, that's a great question, actually, because I think, I mean, just thinking back on it, my parents did an absolutely great job hiding it if they have one, <laughs> which I'm sure they do. But uh, even, even thinking back to it now, I don't know if I could crack the code. I guess I would have to say, if I had to pick one, I'd say my sister, probably because she was the only girl and, and, uh, you know, she was a sweetheart. She was really good at gymnastics. I'd probably say my sister.
3: All right. Talking to Bobby Slowick here on in the loop sports radio 610. Mike McDaniel said that he was worried about you, uh, in the heat, uh, how much sunscreen and, and what, uh, what level sunscreen did you, did you rock during training camp?
12: Yeah. He, I mean, he's not, he's not wrong, you know, I'm about as pasty as it gets. So, (laughs) uh, you know, I, I throw on, I think they have SPF70 out there for us. Oh, um, i don't I don't go, yeah, I don't go quite that hard, but I do stick to SPF fifty.
3: I always no, talk. I always yeah. talk about when it, when I saw you. I, sometimes I sometimes it feels like I think the hat might be too big for you or, or too small for you. I'm like I'm like, is, 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 what's what's going on who, with these hats? See, you agree because I said I I said, yeah, yeah, I, 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 said I said they need to get Bobby a custom hat because I said sometimes he looks like Smalls from Sandlot. I'll just be honest. I've said it. <laughs>
12: <laughs> oh man, that's actually that's funny. I'm depressed, but that's funny. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no this this. You know, I got some hats that fit me really well, and I got some hats that, that don't fit me so well. And the problem
3: with that. y'all is y'all always have to wear the one they give you. So it's like, hey, crucial catch hat. You got to wear this on the sidelines. So you can't, like, get used to a hat.
12: You got it. You all fig- I got to figure something out.
3: So I want to wanna ask you this because you worked for PFF. And it's a polarizing thing. And I'll be honest, I'm, I'm kind of a manipulator with PFF. Hey, if it fits, if it fits my opinion, here it is. If it, if it doesn't, then it's, ah, oh, man, they don't know what they're talking about. What do you think is the hardest thing for PFF to evaluate? Like, when it comes to player grades, like, what, what should I be looking at and saying, okay, this is the hardest thing to really evaluate and grade?
12: Yeah, I think they would know this when I answer it. Um, and the, their system is built around uh, kind of avoiding this issue. But I would say it's that you don't you don't know exactly what's coached and how it's coached. And in particular, the first thing that jumps out to me would be like the quarterback position, because even I can't tell you how the quarterback position is coached across the league and in in other schemes, aside from the ones I'm familiar with. Uh, And I think that makes that can make it tough sometimes. What they do a great job of is at the end of the day, they just slice it down to did someone positively or negatively impact a play and they remove the coaching aspect from that, which I I think does have merit, and it's a little bit of a different way of looking at at the game. But, you know, I learned a lot lot, uh, when I was there of just things I would have never thought of before.
4: So you uh, studied biomedical engineering at Michigan Tech, correct? I did. Where would you be working if football didn't work out? NASA? Would you still be in Houston?
12: No, I literally was studying biomedical engineering uh, with the full intention to coach football and that
1: was <laughs> in the world.
12: Yeah. Well, you could have gone liberal
4: arts, man, you know, elementary head you know,
12: when, when your mom dedicates 18 lives or 18 years of your life, you know, raising you and, and caring for you. And she requests that, you know, if you get a certain major, you, you do what you do to get that major so that you could coach football. So. All, right, all right,
3: Bobby, we'll get you out of here on this. If Bobby Slowick has to have a cheat meal, or if Bobby Slowick eats cheat meals constantly, what is he What is he snacking on the most? Five
12: guys. Five guys? Five
9: definitely, guys. Definitely fries, five right?
12: five guys. Yeah. I'm, fries? A, I'm a burger guy. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah, all of, all of it. All of it. The whole deal. Get a shake. Give me a burger. Give me ketchup and fries. Snack Dang. on peanuts while I'm waiting in line. I mean, the okay. whole deal. See, That'd be all you we've had to weigh se-
4: 170. Or whatever it is
12: now. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I mean, high metabolism and some some working out went into that, you know. We uh, away we, from we had now. an
3: argument about Five Guys because we there's always like the Whataburger in and out argument, and someone tries to come mm-hmm. in and bring in Five Guys. It's like, come on, it's like twenty, it's like over twenty dollars. They're not even in the same category. Like that's not that's not fast food. You gotta like you gotta go into Five Guys.
12: I'd agree. I'd agree. It's it's a little bit of a different category, but you know. I mean, we were talking about a cheat meal, but I, yeah. I can't argue with your point.
3: All right, Bobby, we appreciate you. Best of luck on Sunday. Uh, it's been fun watching this. I'll be honest, man. I, first time I saw you put a receiver in motion, I was like, what the hell is that? So <laughs>
1: but my, my, bar, my bar
3: is very low. I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. All right, there you go. Bobby, uh, Bobby Sloick, uh, one of our BFFs here on In Sports Radio 610, and he ain't going nowhere. He's back, baby. Let's go around the NFL. Uh, a dream that might die soon for the Houston Texans. And Nick Casario, he's been talking to some guys that he could potentially add to the roster. We'll tell you who next.
0: Let's go around the NFL to keep you in the loop. This is Houston's sports leader, Sports Radio 610.
3: All right, Saquon Barkley. We've we've been talking a lot about Saquon Barkley. I think we're both open to the possibility, if it is there. And I say if, and I emphasize if, if it is there, uh, that the Texans should perhaps be in the running for his services. Apparently, the uh, GM, Joe Shane of the Giants, said on Tuesday, he's had good conversation with Barkley recently following the regular season and that he plans to meet with the backs representation at the scouting combine in Indy. They could still franchise tag him or they could sign him long term. My thing is if he hits the open market and I'm Saquon Barkley, for what? What, what am it, I what doing in New York? What
4: am I doing? Oh, that, yeah. Like I got a limited shelf life. Like what what am I doing in New York? Like where are you going to, you know, at your age and he's not old, but he's been in the in the league long enough what are you building for? Where you know? What are the next two or three years going to look? like? I mean, you might have to have a new coach. I don't know how the Dable thing ends.
3: Daniel Jones ain't going to take you where you want to go or where most athletes want to
4: go. Yeah, especially a franchise tag. Franchise tag is going to be the worst for him. Uh, and I, I, these same conversations were kind of being had last year about Saquon Barkley. I, I, I think he wants out. Uh, I think they're gonna, maybe I think they're probably gonna uh, try to try to keep him happy with a contract, or he is gonna be out, and that's where the Texans step in, man.
3: How do you feel about someone who used to rough you up all of a sudden becoming one of you?
4: I don't understand.
3: Derrick Henry, all time Texans killer, mm-hmm. in a Texans uniform. How weird would that be?
4: I don't think it'd be that weird.
3: Is that weird in itself? I mean it's part of the business. Yeah, maybe that's why. But I say all that just because I want to present this statistic. I was mm-hmm. digging through some Henry stuff. I saw this in an article mm-hmm. uh, about just how bad Derrick Henry has roughed up the Texans. Let me just let me just put this in perspective cuz there's going to be on. There's going to be multiple layers to the Oh my gosh. Yeah. So Derrick Henry at one point he had a streak in which he had 200 yards and two touchdowns in four straight games against the Texans. Mm-hmm. Let me say that again. 200 yards and two touchdowns in four straight games against the Texans. With
4: the 250 worked in there, I think. Yes. Yeah.
3: To put that in perspective, mm-hmm. no player in the history of the NFL has ever had four 200-yard, two-touchdown games against an opponent. Mm-hmm. To put that in further perspective, <laughs> no player in the history of the NFL outside of Derrick Henry has ever had four 200-yard, two-touchdown games. Period. <laughs> so in four straight games against the Texans, he yeah, had 200 and 200. No one in there in the history of the NFL has ever done that. Let, let me give you these names. I was just going to
4: ask you that. Let me give you these names.
3: Yeah. The Danian Tomlinson, Barry Sanders, and Jim Brown. They did it only three times in their entire careers. In their entire careers. Dalvin Cook, Adrian Peterson, Tiki Barber, Larry Johnson, Jamal Lewis, Ricky Williams, Clinton Portis, Marshall Falk, Eric Dickerson, and O.J. Simpson, not a Jew. They all did it only two times in their career. Derrick Henry did it four times, and he did it four straight times against the Houston Texans. It
4: wasn't great, man. It wasn't great. (laughs) <laughs> they've had better they've had better four days straight. than those 4 days. That's incredible. But it wouldn't be weird to see him in the That Texas would uniform. feel weird no, to me, No, it wouldn't man. for me, man. By the way, the
3: Not a Jew is from an Adam Sandler song if y'all didn't didn't know that.
4: Everybody knows that, right? I don't,
3: know. I don't know. I might, you know. Gen X might not. Gen Z, Ginzi. I didn't hear that this year. Hanukkah?
4: Yeah, the Hanukkah song. Yeah, what not? Yeah.
3: Um so the Texans have visited with some prospects at the Senior Bowl. Uh, including Michigan wide receiver Roman Wilson, he spoke with Cody Stutz. We'll hear what he says. Teams have been asking him, but first, let's listen to Fake Football Guy uh, asking Roman Wilson a Who question. Who is the Fake
4: Football Guy? Just some dude. Just he could have easily
3: just asked, "Where do you see yourself playing in the NFL?" But he decided to list, yeah, all the letters on the tight end position or the the wide receiver slash tight end position. and He asked him, "Where do you see yourself at as an X, Y, or Z?" Okay. Okay. He's not a tight end, so he's not a Y. <laughs> Listen to Roman Wilson's response here when, when the guy tries to go fake football.
7: Hey, Roman, I got to ask you really quick, man. So, where do you see yourself at the next level, like in terms of being an X, a Y, or a Z, a Y? Oh, I I? <laughs> I,
6: yeah, I don't really care. I play inside, outside. Yeah, yeah. uh yeah, yeah. You know, some people look at me like a trad- traditional slot. Mm-hmm. I came here, there's a our room's filled with a lot of slot guys. So, you know, right now they see me as a Z, playing a little bit of both.
5: But, uh, you know, I don't mind. I'll play anything. Uh, I'll play Y if you want me to. Absolutely. Yeah. Man. Awesome, man.
4: awesome. Awesome, dude. An X or so Y is, he, he is like a Y. Why can't you just say inside? It's not even outside. 180 pounds. Why, why, why can't you just say inside or outside?
3: Uh, this was Cody Stutz talking to Roman Wilson um, about what teams have asked him the most and if he's met with the Texans.
6: What's kind of the conversation been like when you've talked to some teams here at the Senior Bowl? What are they talking to you about most? <laughs> Every single team asked me about punt return. Um, mm. I thought I'd come out here and I'd do pretty good at it. I've never really done it before, but you know it's something I, I want to do, something I like doing, and. You know, I think every team I met with has been uh, pretty good. So, you know, I'm excited for this process, and you know, I just love interviewing with them and just learning. Did you talk with the Texans? Uh, yeah, last <laughs> night I did.
4: All right. There you go. We have it. Yeah. Roman Wilson, go. Texas. Yeah, okay.
3: <laughs> they also met with Toledo cornerback uh, Quinion Mitchell, UNC linebacker Cedric Gray, Mizzou defensive end Darius Robinson, Houston offensive tackle Patrick Paul, Texas A&M wide receiver Anias Smith, Penn State tight end Theo Johnson, Wake Forest safety Malik, Mustafa, Arizona wide receiver uh, Jacob Cowing. Uh, This is uh, the list put together by Cody Suits and John Crumpler, who are both out there.
4: Uh, A couple of guys are already getting that early draft run and and being mentioned by everybody. Roman Wilson being one of them. Quinion Mitchell being another one from Toledo. Uh, it's already starting, and the, and it, and everybody just kind of piles on once somebody somebody's name oh, yeah. gets out there. It's the fun part. Yeah, yeah. it's the fun part.
3: Uh, Darius Robinson out of Missouri. Uh, he he would be kind of like a Dylan Horton type of guy uh, that the Texans took. A different, like in the same range. Uh, he he t- spoke to Stutes. Um Seems like he's kind of open to uh, to spending more time with the Texans. Also, a, a very leading question by Cody Stutz, I must say.
6: What are the conversations with teams been like this week? Uh, just trying to figure out where I fit best in their defense. Just trying to see what's the most realistic spot for me. But like I said, I can play any position to the best of my ability. Yeah, pretty comfortable being that maybe that wide
9: nine defense
6: for the yeah. way out there yeah uh, definitely i get a lot more reps with that though you know in college we don't really line up that wide so that's what i'm saying every day i'm just trying to get better you had a chance to talk to the texans while you're here yeah i talked to the texans it was a great conversation Uh hope to continue to further the conversations all right how was it leading
4: want to go wide want to go out wide how oh, about because, that uh, yeah. okay. nah, not leading be... i mean it was it
3: was leading with a purpose yeah yeah yeah, yeah it wasn't trying to like trap him
4: no, but a lot of people uh, run that too, so yeah, yeah it fits.
3: J.J. Watt, man, he weighed in on the Dan Campbell situation.
4: Oh, I bet you it was insightful. Yeah. Um, is that sarcasm? No. Why was that sarcasm? I think it was. <laughs> that, that was it real
3: was. sarcastic right there, my friend.
4: Did it come across as sarcastic? A little bit. Okay. A little bit. Well, let's hear it.
3: Here's J.J. Watt yeah. with Pat McAfee talking about uh, Dan Campbell's decision to not kick the field goal. Yeah. People want to get pissed
9: about it but like live by the sword die by the sword man be who you are do what you do do what got you there I mean you go in that locker room you stand in front of those guys and they're they're going to be fine with that because that's what you've done all year that's who you've said you are that's who you've proven that you are so I don't I don't care about those at all that that is absolutely staying true to your identity now the problem that I have and
3: from what I saw of it is when you run the ball on that third down and waste the timeout, and then don't give yourself a chance um, to get the ball back once you do give it back, that that's a tough one. That's that's a little bit more uh, hard to handle.
4: Well, everybody agrees on that third down run. Uh, not everybody agrees on that, but you know what's going on here. Like whichever side you take, you sort of bend his his pers- his kicking percentage in your favor. Like if you're saying. Uh, no, that's who they are, you know, you're going to keep uh, keep true to yourself, all that. If D'Amico did that, he wouldn't have
3: had Derek Stingley follow Amari Cooper.
4: No, but what I'm saying is, like, if you're on this, in this particular instance, if you're like, oh, no, that's who he is, all of a sudden that kicking percentage gets down into the high 40s and low 50s. Yeah. Like, you use that percentage to fit your own narrative, you know, as yeah. opposed to, like, should have kicked it, then the, the percentage is higher. It's weird yeah. how that works. I, I don't, i um, yeah. yeah.
3: just not not following it. Mhm. But it, it is what it is. Like in the moment you you say what you think and then it's I don't think it I don't think it's a hindsight thing. I
4: I've, I've been thinking about what you Like are there really people
3: in the world who like say, yeah, he should go for it and then say he should have kicked the field goal? Like are there are there people do people think like that? Uh, you mean in the moment? Yeah, because like, like in the moment, I was saying kick the field goal. I was too. And then even when he even when he went for it, I, I was I was talking to my dad. I was, man, this is stupid. No matter what, like, do do people really like? Because I because I feel like sometimes people say, well, if he would have made it, you wouldn't be saying that. Well, I I, w- I would kick the field goal there. I, I really, I absolutely would have kicked the field goal both times. Regardless, I, I, I was
4: yelling, "What are you doing?"
3: There have been times where they where it's worked for him, and I've said I wouldn't have done that. Yeah, because based on that, then you're you're basically, I, I kind of feel like you're telling on yourself. When you say that, and I haven't heard that as the dialogue. It seems like for, from the national media perspective and from the uh, dialogue that we get on the text line YouTube, people are just saying what they think. But to say that if he would have made it, you would have said it was smart, I think you're kind of telling on yourself. Because that, and if that's the case, then going forward on 4th and 20, it, there's no such thing as it being a bad or good decision. Well, if he
4: would have got it, you would have said it was smart. No, I would have said it was dumb. You no, know, it was dumb from the start. And it's also kind of like saying, hey, do you think he should kick it here? I'll let you know in a minute after the play. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
1: let you know. Like,
4: I, And, I mean, it's sometimes, like, if, if if the
3: Texans draft this guy and then two years later you can say, well, they probably should have drafted that guy, yeah. that's a little bit different. But this is kind of about feel, philosophy, situations, yeah. the variables, like, the players. Like, that's that's yeah. what this is. Like, this, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. But I, I just don't like. Are there people who would who would say go
4: go go go? What the hell are you doing, coach? Like, I just don't know these people. <laughs> they are out there though. Are there? Yes. Well, I mean, you just talked about some. Well, uh, no, he'd have made it. it no, is. that's
3: the one. That's just that's just the yeah. simp simp guy that's saying that that that's saying like hey, we would have it. You would have said it was brilliant. No, I promise you, I wouldn't. No. In oh. that situation, kick the,
4: kick the ball. Because you heard me say it beforehand, if you were around me. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> <Like> <laughs> What
5: are you doing? That's the, the It made decision. more
3: sense to kick the field goal. Yes. And there's some decisions where, like, you can go either way. You know, like, you go you go either way. But it's, it's really about the feel of the game. Like, when the Texans were up 21-0 against the Chiefs, man, you were you were killing them earlier in the year. You were aggressive. Yeah. It was, like, that, that felt, let's go for it. No. Yeah. Like, if they would have made the fake punt with Justin Reed, would I have been sitting there saying, oh, that was awesome? No,
4: no. And, and on the first field goal with the with the Lions, I said, after the fact, I thought that one was OK. Yeah, you didn't. Uh, I thought that one was OK to go for it in that situation. So, yeah.
3: Micah Parsons, he has a uh, podcast on Bleacher Report. I, I don't know what he's trying to accomplish here. Um, part of me thinks that. Dan Quinn, who's the coach of Washington now, mm-hmm. part of me thinks that he knew that Dan Quinn was on his way out because I've never heard him question Dan Dan Quinn schematically. Right. So maybe this was kind of like a coping thing, but this was Micah Parsons talking about his teammates, the effort, uh, and and now the scheme.
6: We were just outperformed, out-schemed. They had an answer for everything. People saying, well, why ain't not you go to linebacker? Guess what? The packages are in for me to go to linebacker. I can only play what it's called. I'm not putting out personnel. I've even told multiple players, coaches, that I'm very fine playing linebacker in playoffs. If that's what y'all want me to do, I just want to win. I do see a Super Bowl in my future. I want to be a Super Bowl champion. I challenge anyone to actually go look at the game film and say, did Micah play his heart out? To go out like that at home was completely embarrassing and unacceptable. It took me a while to even be able to show my face in the public. I'm at complete peace. And I say that because I don't think I could have done anything more to try to win that game. And, And that comes to watching film with the other guys in the room, saying what I'm seeing, being vocal out there on the field i was completely at peace because i know i don't have no regrets about how i performed or what i put into the game you know and i appreciate what really matters
4: yeah i don't know it sounds like he's covering himself more than anything
3: yeah i I don't know what's going on there i don't know what's being accomplished or anything Mm -hmm. like that but he talks a lot yeah i I don't know if it's going to go well for him yeah uh as time goes on because there is accountability that comes with it that's the funny thing like the um the athlete who starts the podcast, and, and some some do an excellent job. Like they do mm-hmm. a good job and they can handle it and and, and all that. But the the thin skinned athlete who who starts the podcast yeah. just realize that, you know, it, it's easy to sit there and, and and I'm not even questioning you saying this, but like it's easy to sit there and say Stephen A's a dumbass and Stephen A just says whatever he says, or Skip Bayless says that, or Acha, whoever mm-hmm. you want to look at. Mm-hmm. But they're not just saying it and then ducking and hiding. Like they get a lot of crap. Like I, I, I oh, don't know. Like, there, yeah. yeah. So if you wanna if if you wanna fire them up, just realize that when you're doing doing what they're doing, you're you're living in their mentions now. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're gonna be like sitting there and saying stuff. So just realize like it's not it's not a cake and eat it too. And and that's the thing about like these athletes uh, these athletes. I think they they deserve every penny they get. They've earned it. Uh they they possess elite talents that generate a hell of a lot of revenue. They have to deal with more scrutiny, more crap. They have to be in more shape. They have to do everything. They earn it. It's easy to simplify, minimize, question. And to a certain point, you can be right. These hot take guys that they're trying to weed out with that. Mm -hmm. But just realize there is some stuff that comes with the
4: territory that you might not want to deal with. Like you are entering that world. Yes. that's That's the simple way to put it. You are now... You know, and I love when they go. Oh, the media, this the media that. No, you're in the media now. Yeah, yeah. When you do that, you are. And by definition, and a lot of in the times media. it's
3: social media that they're talking yes. about.
4: Yes. Yeah. Well, that too. But either yeah. way, social media or media, yeah. you are entering that world and all that that comes I, with. I think Micah Parsons is flirting
3: with a, a, a dangerous area where, and I think Deshaun's doing it too now with his pod with, with uh, his podcast with his helicopter dad Quincy. Um, I I just I I think it's I think it's a dangerous territory where. If you live on social media and you're going to be saying something, you're going to be firing up these takes. Like, on one hand, you look at it as, I want to be the gatekeeper. I want to control my own message. That's great. That's fair. I'm not questioning it. I'm not saying it's wrong. All I'm saying is, like, when stuff hits the fan, and let's say that the Cowboys uh, reward Micah Parsons and make him the highest-paid player in the NFL, which they should because he's awesome, like – when stuff hits the fan and you come up short and you're going out there and saying stuff, th- there's going to be a time like I predict, like three, four, two years from now, Micah Parsons is just going to hate everyone and everything because he's entered entered a world where he thinks that like the Skip Baylesses and Stephen A's and like any top media type uh, or even like any mid media type is just saying stuff and there's like no- there's nothing that comes with it. it, mm-hmm. it, it there, there's gonna you're gonna see you're gonna see real yeah. quick that it's it's. Not not
4: as easy as you think, and a lot of, the, a lot of times these takes are just crazy. They're I, just as crazy as what you're criticizing. I mean, I've told my kids this when they were in, big in the social media world. Don't put anything out there that you're not ready to take some heat for. Yeah, like you, you can be middle of the road, but if you put something out there that you believe in, that's cool. I encourage it. But you're gonna you're gonna be in that world now. If you can
3: roll with it, roll with it. yes. But it's not it, it's not like just hey I, I say this and then that's it. Especially if you're gonna be if you're going to be playing in that mud.
4: No, I totally agree. That that's really kind of one of my big things like yeah, you can do it. Do your thing, man. Just understand.
3: Yeah, do what you want to do, but just I'm just telling you it's not like for your, you know, like a lot of times like the the mental health thing is always what comes up. I mean, yeah, you if you're Michael Parsons and you're already you're already one of the
1: 00000000001%
3: of athletes that already generates enough stress mm-hmm. you're going into a world where it is going to magnify times a thousand and if you can handle it, awesome man that's yeah. great that's good for you that's good for your brand all that but it just kind of it just kind of feels like he's going in a territory where he's wanting to go in those sticks but he's wanting to kind of have his cake and eat it too
4: it, it, it's a little bit of uh, is it uh hypocrisy might be a little he's strong. young man he's, also, no, he's he's also young, young. he's also young. But it's kind of like like you want to you, you said this earlier. Cake and eat it too. You want to be able to say whatever you want with no repercussion. No, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. And the, and the, and when you're that big, mm-hmm. it oh, and your fan base is that big is even multiplied like by the that Swift? much more. Like the Taylor yeah. Swifties. No, those yeah. are Cowboys fans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
3: right. Yeah, those are Cowboys fans. Yeah, you're there right now. You're the you're the guy. Like mm-hmm. right now, you're the guy. You're the man. Oh, damn, Michael Parsons, man. They need to put more around him. Holy crap, look at him. Yeah. Okay. Let's see what happens. A few it years always from now, happens. Four it, years it's it's going to be some rough years, it, it, man. It's inevitable. No. You're going to have to go pie. But if yeah. you can handle it, you can handle it. And and you've earned you've earned every right to be able to do that. So salute to him. It's just uh it's 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 a lot. It's not as simple as what those uh yeah. those cats are doing. So we'll see how it goes. Coming up, the internet goes nuts. Uh D'Amico Ryans is in heaven. One of his mentors is in the complete opposite. And speaking of the internet going nuts, one of the most polarizing figures of the big game. He's front and center once again. Next.
6: I got got the internet going nuts. (laughs)
3: We're saying a lot of good things about D'Amico Ryans around here. Uh, let's check in on one of his mentors in New York, uh, Robert Sala, who D'Amico credits uh, for helping him start his coaching career. Robert Sala had the position of 49ers defensive coordinator before he left for New York, and D'Amico Ryans took over that same position. We're talking about D'Amico Ryans potentially being coach of the year. We're talking. We're throwing out the, the two-word Super Bowl. One year into his tenure, uh, let's check in and – on Robert Sala heading into uh, year three and what they're saying about him at WFAN uh, with Evan Roberts and Sean Mraz.
7: I think their best chance to make this work as unlikely as it is is running it back. Mike Rabel is not taking this job. How do you know Ben's, that? Because it's an unappealing job. It's a one-year all-in job. No, t- it's not. Because the coach isn't going to get one year. if Gift? From the gods, it should be for Jet fans and for Woody Johnson, this article today in The Athletic, that it's not too late and we are entering disaster zone. We are about to waste a year on this earth for Jet fans where you know... Oh, it's a Hail Mary. No, no, no. BS on a Hail Mary. You should be as all in as possible, Rodgers. It is all in. And that's having the best head coach possible. Unfortunately. Not a guy incapable of doing the job. Boy, you turned so red. Because so it's time. BS now. I'm tired of the crap football this town. No, you're tired of we crap. We got Aaron Rodgers here. Yeah, he's tired Go of the get part. the best head coach in place. This guy sucks. I don't think Robert Sol's a good head coach. You give him the best chance to win oh. right now. He gives you no shot to win. Uh, he I'll walked guess. around no like break. a loser, what are guys doing at the quarterbacks? I don't know. Kevin Stefanski got off his ass with Joe Flacco and made the playoffs. He's wrong. He's full of excuses. He's a nice guy. He's not equipped to do this job. And you were at, what are you going to, uh, Rodgers will be 46, he'll still play. Then we'll hire a new head coach. That's stupid. So uh, I, big, I didn't You're say that. for brains. I think said, of that. I said one year. This is it for him. Oh, it this sucks. is you it for him. It's not this year on not- him.
1: Okay.
4: <laughs> it's not even like worth talking about what they're talking about. It's them that are just like, oh my gosh, my head starts to spin. But they, his volume level is just like that way too much, man. Just you know, settle down. Let's have a discussion. Let's kick it around.
6: I, 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 got, I got the internet going nuts.
4: <laughs> All right, so this, was, this has got the internet going nuts like right now. Uh, this is just coming out in the last, uh, I would say... Just coming out? Just, just coming out uh, in the last uh, hour or so, a couple of hours. So a woman on a, on a Southwest flight from Baltimore to Phoenix had an in-flight medical emergency. The doc, There was a doctor and a nurse attending to her. They didn't find a pulse. Her blood pressure was very low. She could hardly breathe. A guy in the plane stood up and said could it be your blood sugar i have a diabetic testing kit it was tight end mark andrews
3: yeah he has diabetes
4: and so the paramedics went to him got his his diabetic uh testing kit and saved a woman's life mid-flight today like that is pretty dang incredible uh, and uh, according to Andrew Springs,
3: but couldn't he win? Can he win a conference championship? <laughs>
4: he couldn't win a conference. But can championship. he
3: win a conference championship? But
4: like he actually like diagnosed it, I guess because he's been familiar with it. Obviously, had the kit, and uh, the guy who was reporting this that was on the plane. It's taking off. It's all over the internet now. Right someone
3: now. on the seven six zero on the text line. It's interesting you say this because they texted this in out. Of, it, it was one of those just random ass yeah. text that had nothing to do with the show. Shout out to Loopholes if you listen to our one. If you want to do that, just send us some random-ass texts. Uh, but oh, by the way, <laughs> textures have updated us yet again. It, he said he was, uh, I, quote, I'm in the medical field. This story going around about Mark Andrews has so many holes in it. That's all. Have a great day. Well, I think that's not true.
4: I mean, I think
8: he's calling
3: Cap.
4: Well, I mean, there's like, multiple people that are confirming this. No, I get it. I mean, yeah. but that...
8: On my mama is fake. On my heart, on my life, my little brother grave, I could die right now. That's fake. I'm now, just telling you what he said. And he's wrong.
4: I mean, uh, well, he might not be wrong, but there's multiple... So what's people, fake about it? Multiple, I wonder, yeah, multiple people are confirming I wonder, that Mark w- Andrews did this. What's cap about it? I don't it? know. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. No, I really don't.
3: I, I'm not calling anything on it. I, I know that Mark Andrews is my guy. I know some people didn't want him because uh, oh, yeah.
4: he had diabetes. diabetes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd rather have Jordan Ankins. But it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's I all over...
6: I, why yeah, s- Justin
3: Reed. You know, we don't need Mark Andrews. He's oh, got- you got Justin Reed? Yeah, he's got diabetes. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Let's 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 ignore him. Worst argument I've ever had. I, I,
6: I, I, got, I, got the going I
3: don't know what the holes are there though. Like you get yeah. a kid. Can- like what is the hole?
4: Yeah. And like multiple people reporting it, yeah, people I mean, it the that's what, yeah. like, it's it's not there like, was a doctor on the plane. It's not like
3: they're saying it, like he it was held, like, It's not like he'll say, they're saying he like flung like the plane door flung open yeah. and he used his muscles. Yeah. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. it's like what's the is whole it like of five that? different yeah, sides to the story you know, what's or something? The whole der- you know what that is? And, and, and I, I, I respect you. No, that's you. well actually, guys. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no, no. Kind of, kind of. Yeah, I'm, I'm disagreeing with you to agree with you. I know that's kind of weaselish, but that's I want to say I'm in the medical field, guy.
4: 100 <laughs> percent i'm a nurse's assistant and let me tell you about all the holes in might that might be a doctor in that story that had a doctor and yeah. a nurse and a diabetic with a diabetic kid in it I'm save in the, a woman's life i'm in
5: the medical field
4: yes yeah
3: I'm in the medical yeah. field, I'm man. The, we at, got
5: we got that so much with that Deshaun Watson stuff. Oh, I'm a lawyer. I'm, I'm a in lawyer. the attorney. Oh, I'm in man. the
3: restaurant industry.
5: Yes. I've been a cop for 25 years. I'm so in the, I know. I know what's going on. I
4: guarantee you, that guy's at the front desk of one of those drive-through medical uh, minor emergency clinics. I think of all the of all of
10: the things.
3: I don't think I've ever said like, oh, I'm, I'm you know I'm in the business. I, I just it's like whatever. It's you know. Let talking. me tell you about
4: radio. I'm in the medical. I hate <laughs> people that do that.
3: But the thing is, like when you say when you say I'm in the medical field, and, man, we're not picking on you, sir. And and, and it's it's not at all. It, but but, of but the thing is, like that that is assuming that everyone in the medical field is awesome. This too. Like that's the yeah. thing. Like if you say if you say I'm in this, then that then then you're 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 basically presenting it as. Like, remember when uh, someone called in and they were like, I've been an analyst on the NFL for however long. And yeah. they were mad. You were yeah. out. Um, but but he called in and he, it was like smoked through a keyhole. And I was like, well, can there be bad analysts? <laughs> yeah. Like, I've been doing, I've been an analyst for 30 years. It's like, well, can there be bad analysts?
5: That's my question. Like, can there Just be? Just like
3: everything else. Yes. Just so like, like every other profession. So, like, I'm in the medical field. Is like, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I was,
5: he must have been the Tim Kelly fan, too. Yeah, he was. He said he was top five.
3: Um <laughs> But some people will be like, some people will say like, uh, like yesterday someone was like, I've studied this for years. I'm like, okay, so everyone who studies passes a test. <laughs>
5: like, yeah, you might, yeah, you yeah. might be an idiot. <laughs> like an idiot study,
3: it
9: means nothing. Yeah,
5: people always do this too. Always announce their age. Well, because I'm 45 years old. It's yeah, like, I don't, I don't give a damn. Yeah, you or were you alive? It's like, was your history teacher alive when Lincoln got shot?
4: Well, the best one for me is, I'm a season ticket holder. <laughs> And as a season ticket holder, let me tell you about football. <laughs> what are we doing? Because I'm
5: 53 years old. Yeah, I'm 53 and yeah. a season ticket holder.
4: Yeah, let me I like, tell you about football. Yeah, it's it's
5: wild. It's wild.
4: Wild. Well, We're we watch living. tomorrow. Andrews going to come out. Yeah, I didn't do that.
3: <laughs> I want to know these holes. Seven one three yeah, five seven too. two four six ten. I want these holes. Medical field guy. Um, a
4: medical field guy <laughs> has holes in his story.
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Morocco tea. One of my favorite Titans fans. He gets me fired up. This was him before the Jags game. Man, they had nothing to, they had nothing to gain here. Uh, and some would say they had something to lose. This was Morocco T before the Jags game. Damn!
7: Yeah, so f- hey, you know what time it is? Clouds. Hey, I, I need everybody me. at Nissan Stadium, everybody at home, name, or name, wherever you're watching Matthew the game at, to put put represent this two-tone blue nation like a motherfucker for
8: the
6: day Hey, this the last day. And we only got one job to do to make sure that this is Jacksonville last day too. Hey,
7: we doing this one for the king today, baby. The up. It's game day. Let's go. All
3: right. So that's a fan there. <laughs> couple things. First of all, I love his fire, man. Yeah. I know some people some people just hate it because it's I I I that is amazing. That is amazing. The other thing is this though, I saw him tweet because I cause I follow I, I think he's a good pulse of would you say that that's a good source for the that's a pulse of the right Titans there, right yes, there? Yes, yes, yes. I would say it's a good and this was him with Derrick Henry, too. And and if Derrick Henry gets here, this is gonna be a drop. Uh Derrick Henry run for a bunch of damn yards and get a <laughs> bunch of damn yards. Here was him with uh Derrick Henry before Derrick Henry's final game.
8: Hey, f all that other sh. My room guy for Sunday is I'm rooting for Derrick Henry to run for a whole bunch of damn yards and score a whole bunch of Damn touchdown, man. F*** the draft pick. I don't give a f-. This ain't about them, man. This about Derrick Henry. If you got some f- money and time to go watch Derrick Henry on Sunday, go fucking watch Derrick Henry <laughs> and quit taking greatness for granted.
12: Tighten up. Let's go. All
3: right. And that's the – so that was his – I don't know where he was. He was like at work chilling. So someone like – I don't know what was that. That wasn't like in the car going to the game. But my man just tweeted out, Morocco T., Mm-hmm. At y e a m f k a. sorry, <laughs> that's his Twitter. Yeah, uh, my guy. <laughs> so he he tweeted out this, and 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 again, uh, John McClain is my closest thing to like following the Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, he said Vrabel's minions. And the the final head coaching job has been offered up. He said Vrabel's minions out here talking about. He's taking taken a year off like he spent the last 15 years making the postseason and winning championships, LMAO. He's taken the year off because nobody wanted him as their head coach. I said, damn, y'all are talking about him like that out there now. He said, folks been talking about him like that since last season. I just said, this is a fascinating case study that I'm just taking in. I know your crazy ass is in those Titan streets. <laughs> Dude, so that, that's, what, that's how they feel about Vrabel now? I like, guess so. Th- so th- I would believe him. Is this? Th- do you think this is kind of like trying to cope with with this? Not for him. Not for him. You this think- isn't
4: like w- like you this know. This isn't like Lincoln Riley leaving OU. Like, he wasn't that good. This isn't like Lincoln yeah, Riley no. leaving for uh, USC. Yeah, and all the all the true blue or crimson OU fans are like, you know what? He wasn't. Yeah, no, he wasn't. They're just it's just coping. Not for him. I think he's legit. Uh, like, nah, this is how we feel. This is how we feel.
6: I, 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 got, I, got, the internet going nuts.
4: My really good friend, Dan Pastorini. My, my really good friend, Dan Pastorini had yeah. the internet going nuts. Are you sure? Day. Yeah. He's a you really sure good friend. He's a really good friend.
3: Here was Dan Pastorini talking about his good friend, John Lopez with Figgy Fig on the red carpet at the Houston sports awards.
5: Here with Dan Pastorini, the legend. And Dan, I got to ask you about somebody you know very well, John Lopez. I don't
13: recall that name.
5: <laughs> I want to know, what's the funniest story you have of John Lopez?
13: Well, I think the funniest story was we, when we corroborated in getting our book together, we did it in record time. I think we did it in about two months. But he was with me every single day interviewing me, and, and we're, you know, I told him, don't ask me anything you don't want to ask because you're going to get the truth. And some of it was a little—we couldn't put it all in, but John was— uh, he was uh, hell-bent on getting that book done as quick as possible, that's for sure. But he was a lot of fun to do it with. He was, he was the best choice I had. Earlier this year, the Tennessee
5: Titans wore that oil list and all that stuff. So how did you feel? Did it feel a little weird?
13: Yeah, yeah, sure. It, it seems weird, you know, our uniform being on the field anywhere, you know. But uh, it's nice to be remembered. And the fact of the matter is the legacy goes through Tennessee, unfortunately. Our hearts are here Oh, in Houston. unfortunately. I live in Houston. A lot of the Oilers oh, wow. still live in oh, Houston. Oh, unfortunately. This is our town. And, you know, we're supportive of, of the Texans, and especially this year. They had such a great year, D'Amico Ryan's, C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud is the best quarterback, I'll say it right now, the best quarterback I have ever seen or ever played against. And this oh, kid's wow. going to be a Hall of Famer. He Good keeps Lord. his head on straight, and they protect him. He's going to set all kinds of records here.
4: Okay. How about that? Come on, Dan. You heard him? Come on, he said it. I could tell
3: you kind of rushed through that book, though. That was the one thing that stuck out.
4: There. <laughs> of course, you're going to say yeah, that. Yeah, I read it. It did,
1: uh, it
5: did uh, seem a little rushed. Of course. Why you're was you rushing? I wasn't what rushing. What was your hurry? I
4: interviewed him because we
3: he only had limited. <laughs> Why did not you
5: put your best into it? He said you was really trying to put that book out quick. Yeah. What's going on?
3: I
4: I, I, th- I was going to say, but he said, yeah, I, I thought so too. I uh, will refer you to the New York Times bestseller list. Uh no, I had to I had to interview him every day because I wanted the continuity. It took me two months to interview him. It took me six months to write it. Okay, yeah. Okay, so there you go.
3: Yeah, So best Selling quarterback I've well. ever seen. That's a hot take by Dan.
4: And you can get that on uh, Amazon.
3: By the way, do we want to do this or not? What's that? Medical guys on the line.
4: Oh yeah, hell yeah.
3: There you go. Hell yeah. Hey, medical guy, what's up?
9: What's up, Landry? Hey. Real quick, I don't want to say who, but I work for the fire department, and I'm a paramedic, oh. a fire department in a large city. We run hundreds of these exact calls.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, no, we, we appreciate you. We're just having some fun. So no, what, what, are I'm, I'm not, what are the holes are the Andrews thing? I'm not going to be like
9: praise me guy. No, no. I'm not going no. to be praise me guy because I, I don't care. But I'm, I'm reading straight from the source, from X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. It says, Andrews, this is from Andrew Springs, Andrews instructed the medical professionals on using his testing kit. Do you think paramedics on scene are going to say, "Hey, you are a diabetic, what should we do in this scenario?" They run hundreds of these hundreds of these a week and anytime there's an unconscious person for any type of reason, there's diagnostic criteria and steps you take for many different types of scenarios. And then Lopez you said didn't have a pulse but the blood pressure was low. That's not even accurate. You can't have a pulse and your blood pressure be low. If you don't have a pulse, you don't have a blood. Pressure. They said couldn't find so a strong, strong. They
4: couldn't no, they said couldn't find a strong pulse.
9: Yeah, that's what they said, but you said he didn't have a pulse.
4: Well, okay. When, when you said it, okay, totally. Different. So, what are the holes in the
9: story? Where Andrews instructed the medical professionals on using his test kit. It's just a blood sugar test that you can buy for ten dollars at Walgreens.
1: He
4: okay. didn't.
9: He didn't do anything crazy. He had a. He had a test kit that tests for blood sugar. Well, it sounds like you're. Lady-
4: I, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not trying to Uh-oh. to uh, to push back at, at at your profession. Clear out, Landry. Oh, clear wow. out. I'm oh, not. Oh, wow. I'm not trying to push back at your profession and your expertise because we all uh, obviously appreciate it. But correct me if I'm wrong. Your your big problem, the holes in the story, is more with the verbiage than what happened. Yeah,
9: Mark Andrews, Polly. I don't, I don't know. The holes in the story are that, you know, all the crappy, you know, the JPA, the Doug, clean, and all these people are, they're all a little bit different on how they're telling the story. And what does that tell you? They don't know. They're just kind of filling in the holes with what they what they know. Well, the guy, Andrew so Springs, was on Andrews, the plane. Well, Andrew Springs says Andrew's instructed a medical professional. So here we are. We have a medical professional with an unconscious person that we do hundreds of times a week. And what should we do? I don't know. Oh, I'm right, Betty, you check. His <laughs> but see now you're taking. He's making a good well, case. No, John, no, 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 John, no, no, he's no. he's making no, a good no, 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 case, John. No, no, he, no. I think he's making thing. a good case. That's the
4: person to no. check for. Uh, but did, did a, you did you do you person? see any quotes of of the medical personnel saying, "I don't know what should we do?" I didn't see those.
9: Well, take that's what I'm that's what I'm saying, Lopez. Is, is it says Andrews instructed the medical professional. No, but but you said that the medical professional
4: said, "What should we do?" and that was never said.
9: No, no, no. That's 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 my point is they would never do that. If they that's the the first thing you check for on a conscious person: pulse, and then blood sugar. But
4: they, but that's just like for the record, because I don't want I don't want to cast aspersions on the medical field, like they did not say that. You're saying that that say that's, what, that's they, inferred, they exactly. Huh?
9: What I'm saying is all these reports are are inferred. Like every single different one of them are a little bit different. So and, and again, they're all inferred. They're, all of it's inferred because you get some information says he didn't have a pulse. Some information that his oxygen levels were low. And, and I'm saying the exact names. Go read Doves versus JPA football versus Adam Schefter's
4: versus Andrew Well, Stray no, no, football. no, I get that. Yeah, JPA is always I, I, exaggerating. I JPA's really exaggerating. I absolutely agree yeah, with you. No, I absolutely agree with you on I, that. I agree. I agree with you on that. What I'm saying is the guy on the airplane never – uh never really said that these things were said that you said you know he just re- well he just said he, used the word, he I described, described he's saying, the i think he's
3: saying if you're instructing someone you're telling them what right, to do like right, they don't know right. what the hell to do like like basically i think what he's yeah, saying that's, that's what, what he said what he's saying is basically like any medical professional shouldn't be instructed to do a basic test that that, yes. that would be one of the first ones you do yes that's
9: i mean,
4: i i, 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 well, I hear that, i hear you on that what,
9: what, what i'm saying by that is that proves that there's you know everything that's being said about Mark Andrews is is not probably the truth. No, no, I don't it doesn't. that. I can't agree with, with that. No, no, I, I, uh, no, I, I, no, I, I, I hear debate. your point. I hey, hear appreciate your. appreciate you, man. I hear
4: your point. I understand that the verbiage. Uh, you're and, you're getting, you got took to the shed, by the and way. No, I, no, I didn't. I, and let me let me make it clear. I understand that what your point is. He just dissected. And you. I understand that the He's verbiage. your attitude that this might be a, a bit of a telephone game or whatever? But to and, to take from maybe the the way the guy is relating a story. Two, it didn't happen. There's holes in this in the whole we story. He said there's some holes. That's that's a big leap. So, that's know, a that's hey, a big leap. Hey, healthy
3: skepticism never hurt anybody, John.
4: Yeah, no, that's uh, that's quite the leap. He's taking a bigger leap than the guy who reported the story. Like I said, there's giant holes in the story.
5: Again, it sounds like he just didn't want Mark Andrews to get all of that credit, like because I thought he yeah. just pretty much saved his life. Like yeah. I yeah. thought he went all all out. Yeah, I,
3: I think you should be Walter Payton Man of the Year for it. It's my vote. He's the leading candidate. He's the, lead, he's the leading candidate. That's for sure. the man right there. Yeah. There you go. Shout out to that. Didn't uh didn't someone vote for like didn't someone last year vote for like the Bills medical staff or like MVP or something? Oh yeah. 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 yeah.
4: yeah. Remember that? Was uh-huh. that taking too far? Yeah. Yeah, that was taking it too far. Okay. <laughs> there you go.
3: Coming up, the most polarizing quarterback. That I've ever seen. I mean, what are we doing here? D'Amico Ryans and Bobby Slowick know him very well. We'll hear the latest hot take on him next.
0: Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. Brock
3: Purdy, man. Uh, Bobby Slowick worked with him. D'Amico was in San Francisco with him. He's going to be on the big stage when we're there by the way, presented by Yingling Flight and uh, the Low-T Center in Vegas. This was uh, Cam Newton um, doubling down, I guess, on his uh, assessment that Brock Purdy is a game manager. I feel like Cam Newton is the only guy who has said this, and it's just completely sparked a lot of national straw man-ish discussions about Brock Purdy, but, but safe to say Cam Newton ain't backing down anytime soon.
8: I've never said that Brock Purdy was trash. What I did say is Brock Purdy is a game manager. That's not hate, that's just
6: what I feel
8: to be facts.
6: But I still reserve the right to say this, to be labeled a
8: game changer, Brock Purdy has to be the best player on the offensive side of the ball. Mm. And that's not the case. And who's the best player? Christian McCaffrey. Man, look, I ain't recanting so. And if you really want to just be honest, if you add in the
6: defensive talent and you add in the offensive talent, Brock Parody is the 10th best player on his team. Okay, cool. Did he have a great game? Yes. yes. Is he been playing out of his mind? Yes. Is he a quarterback that's hot? Yes. yes.
8: But he's still the 10th best player
4: <laughs> on his team. All right. Okay. Is I mean- that unfair? I, mean, I don't agree with it, I mean, if he's but set, I don't think that's unfair for him to say. If
3: he's setting the rules of what a game-changer is and then he's uh, he's playing by his own rules, then okay. If that's the rule, then all right, was Joe Montana a game-changer? Because Jerry Rice was probably a better – I mean, I don't know. Who was better? Like, Was it Montana? Was it Rice? Like, what- probably Rice at his position. I mean, was Tim Tebow a game-changer in college? I mean, you can make a case that Percy Harvin and uh, – perhaps Aaron Hernandez were like better players like i, I don't like if you're going to set this definition okay then there's not a lot of game changers but i got what he
4: was initially saying now i think he's just no no with he it. doubled down there's no question but if that's his opinion which i don't agree with that's cool i don't think he's the 10th best player on the team <laughs> i mean but but that, if he says that fine he might be it's that's pretty low debo mccaffrey
3: Trent Williams, um, Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, that's five. Is he better than Chase Young? Yeah, well, I good. guess. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, Brock I, Purdy but that's better than Chase? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I, I don't so. That's I, I, I stupid, so. man. I, I don't know, Cam. No, I'm asking y'all.
4: <laughs> no, I, yes, I
3: do think No, I don't better. know. I, it, it feels like there's like a uh, – it's a force. Uh, the, the The Brock Purdy stuff is kind of a forced – you're either a leader, you suck type of
4: discussion that i don't I don't think he needs to be thrown into, <laughs> yeah, for yeah. me, but he's definitely doubling down, and that's what it was all about. He's like, oh no, no, I get it, he's good he's had it he's on a hell of a run. Do you think that so the during
3: the Super Bowl, and this is what I most look forward to if the Texans ever get to the Super Bowl is <laughs> the twelve hour pregame show. I know that's like that's a weird thing to look forward to. But like if the Texans get to the Super Bowl, I'm looking forward to turning that. How TV. much of it do you watch? i I love having it on in the background. It's always, no, it's so always in always it's always so in depth. Yeah. There's like so much going on and all that. like, but like the twelve hours and you'll get like the random stories i I look forward to hopefully there's like a day where you turn it on and there's like just all there's just twelve hours of nonstop national stories, yeah. Sometimes, like certain guys, like stuff plays into favor more so with them. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like the the coverage is going to be nice to Brock Purdy. I feel like Brock Purdy is going to have a lot a lot more. Pat fans. him on the head. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like there's going to be like a lot Look of how cute he is. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of yeah. good coverage for Brock Purdy.
4: Um, it's kind of hard to have bad benefit from it. It's kind of hard to have bad at this point. I mean, it's not a good time to be down on Brock Purdy, so to speak. Say it.
3: Pause. Yeah, say Lord. it. <laughs> say it. When's a good time to be down on Brock Purdy? When are
4: you going to get graduate from middle school? I'm just asking. <laughs> <laughs> when, when's your good time?
3: When's your best time to go down on Brock Purdy? <laughs> I didn't say that. I'm just asking. I, I said, said to be down. Okay. So when's the best time to be down on to, Brock to Purdy? To be down on Brock Purdy. Yeah, when is it? You got to set the mood or what? A couple scotches, maybe.
4: <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs>
1: um...
3: The Texans Super Bowl this time next year. The odds right now are 20 to 1. To put that in perspective, last year at this time it was 20 to 1. 200 to 1. 200 to 1. Excuse me. 200 <laughs> to 1. It's 20 to
4: 1 now. It's quite a leap, man. That's a great leap. It's quite a leap. Yeah. And if the Texans get there, I will be watching a 12-hour pregame show. Yeah, just put I, it on in the background. I will be watching Get a 12-hour the grill going. 12-hour door open. show. Right now, I Sit always – Sit out there. I, on Super Bowl Sunday, I always carve out a couple hours for the Puppy Bowl. I love the Puppy Bowl.
3: Are you still into that? Do you, is it Every not, year. Is it not a little too out of control
4: for you? Every year. It's
3: not a little too out of control for no. you?
4: No. Uh, like if it, if it, the Texans are there, I'm watching all 12 hours of the pregame show. Any other year, like this year, I, I love watching the Puppy Bowl. watch a couple hours of that. I, I do step away, I go back to the pregame show for some of those long form interviews. Those are the best. Man, the those those form long form interviews, interviews the stories, those, like, are, where they those are the best. And then And everyone gets one, man. They'll get they yeah. they'll get to you. Yeah. If you're patient. And then I usually just step away like about an hour before the game because I want to be there I want it to be new for me when they get into the anthem and the pregame concert and all that stuff. So, so it says like I don't, I'm I'm getting kind of brain in the dead halftime here. show. Yeah, no, no, before the game. I, I you know I have to I have to be fresh, like you're just turning it on. Uh, but for the Texans, yeah, I don't. You think feel like Usher's good. gonna do okay? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, I think Usher's be
8: disappointing to some fans.
4: You think Usher's gonna be disappointing? <laughs> it's disappointing
8: of what the set's gonna be. Oh, like I mean. it's, it's it's not gonna be like the, nice and slow. Uh, yeah, it ain't coming from you. Got it bad. Stuff. Yeah, it's it. He's gonna like and love O M G. Oh gonna yeah, some of this new stuff. Love, love
3: in, in the club and.
4: I was looking at some odds on, uh, on who's gonna be his guest surprise whatever. And if he brings out Jeezy, he's dead to me. Uh, I think DLC. I think was it Lil Jon that was pretty high on the list had pretty
8: low odds. He had something with TC chilling. man. Uh, TC yeah. oh, hell no, Left Eye's always there for me. TC <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if she's a hologram or on the street. Did screen. you ever watch her
3: uh, documentary where it like basically shows her dying? Yes, yeah. when she was and in Honduras. She yeah. was deep man.
1: Yeah mm. man, I was I was
8: a bit of an Andre Risen fan. Had that jersey yeah. <laughs> number eighty. Spider Man. Eight, I had eighty nine. Spider
4: Man. He oh, could. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. yeah. Yeah. He Remember could. when him and Dion fought? When Dion came yeah. back? Oh yeah. yeah Absolutely. He, they came over to the Chiefs. Man, we never had a receiver like that. Well, I said, well look at that. You do now. played nine. You <laughs> oh, you did.
5: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, speaking of receivers, mm-hmm. I'm gonna come mm-hmm. in real quick. Come on. Because you you,
2: you said, my, what I think could be the bargain of the off season. Yeah. I love
7: Gabe Davis. Golly, oh, man. God, I love I, Gabe Davis. If you he's know, getting
3: more expensive, I like Cedric Wilson. John Mechie, thank you very much. Cedric Wilson kind of got pushed back because they signed Tyreek Hill, put him in the slot. Bobby, you can run a reverse with a purpose there. And Devin DuVernay, give me some speed. Give me some speed on the on those reverses. We went bargain shopping. I know y'all like to t- uh, shop in the uh, the nice department stores. So. Well, luckily for the Texans, they don't have to go bargain shopping. Well, you can bargain and go big. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an impulse buy. It's an impulse buy. You're listening to K I L T A M K I L T H D 2, the drive is life.
11: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.
2: Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,